Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. When I'm with you, I feel like I could die and that would be alright, alright, and I want something else. I know that not all of you are committed to my husband, and I respect that, but I want you to think about your candidate, his or her electability, and who's going to win this race. Hey, goodbye. Why shotgun? Why shotgun? Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. We choose truth over facts. Your candidate might be better on, I don't know, health care than Joe is. But you've got to look at who's going to win this election. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit. <laughs> but your bottom line has to be that we have to be Trump. You are fake news. Go home, bitch. I agree. Very fake news. Gag free wherever he is. And your partner, you out of here. You are a terrific team on all counts. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. All right, go, go. Five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm blanked on my right. As always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And of course, welcome back. I uh, hope you had a great vacation. We'll chat about it momentarily. And big thanks again to our friend Lauren Chen for filling in last week during the Polite Agreement Hour. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, plenty to talk about this week, as always, including, but not limited to, Jill Biden possibly outgaffing her husband, Joe, urging New Hampshire voters to swallow a little bit and vote for Joe. Oh, Jill. Because he's the best guy to beat Trump. Debatable, but that's her perspective. We'll talk about it. Jenk uh, Jr., Hassan Piker at the uh, Young Turks, the youngest Turk as he bills himself. Did you see what he said about Dan Crenshaw and 9-11? That's a uh, spicy take. Yeah, Ed Lord over there. So he's, uh, he's responding to Dan Crenshaw, who was on uh, Joe Rogan this week. He said America deserved 9-11 and that the IED that took Crenshaw's eye was set by a brave soldier. He gets a suspension on Twitch. Uh, and I, I kind of love cases like this where the traditional outrage mob sort of gets flipped. It's not really a social justice outrage mob going after somebody who said something yeah. traditionally politically incorrect, but it's kind of a mirror image. And I think it's a good a good test of principle for a lot of people. And then it comes down to another debate of, well, do you want to uphold principle or do you want to win? So I anticipate we'll get into that game a little bit. Uh, David Koch is dead. If you didn't hear, uh, David Koch of Koch Brothers fame, uh, billionaire, political cause fame, uh, charity fame. Bill Maher and, uh, and other progressives are gleeful in celebration. We'll revisit that discussion again. I know we talked about this prior with like John McCain, for example, but what are the rules of celebrating death? 
Yeah. When is it okay? When is it in poor taste? When should we do it? When should we not? Should we moralize over it? And uh, should we should we dump on Bill Maher, which is always fun these days? I say yes, at least to that question. Uh, multiple cases of hateful kids, hateful kids and their hateful acts are on the rise. They're doing Nazi salutes. Uh, the one at uh, Universal Studios in Orlando is way funnier to me than it should be. <laughs> well played. Uh, are we dealing with actual Hitler youth or are we dealing with kids who are trolling because people who want to perpetuate political correctness and, and the outrage mobs, are they just giving kids the, the tools with which to troll? Like that's the question. The LA Maybe Times, these kids are just awesome. We've got to entertain that too. You, Maybe they're you, not trolling. They were just born awesome. We'll get to it later in the show. If you can look at that roller coaster picture <laughs> and not laugh, come on. Like what, what is wrong? You're truly humorless if you can't <laughs> laugh at that. Uh, a red, we've been talking about red flag laws the last few weeks. A red flag raid in Connecticut apparently seizes a man's guns because his son shared some spicy memes. At least that's the report. So how are these red flag reports going to play out? Well, we're seeing some returns in real time. And then to close the show, hoax hate out of Toronto, in which someone apparently, allegedly, plays a character. Uh, at least they're trying harder. This isn't just your like spray paint swastika. It's it's like a week or two old, this story. I should have got to it last week. But I think somebody, at least as reported, is playing a character. They're actually doing an acting job in public to perpetuate the hoax hate. So at least the game is being stepped up, I think. And uh, of course, we'll take super chats in between uh, topics on YouTube or Streamlabs, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show-related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have over there is special deals from listener-owned businesses, of course. And this week, our featured business is, again, our friends at Sonoran Defense Technologies. Sonoran Defense is a fully licensed online firearms dealer with a skilled specialty in laser engraving and Glock polymer laser stippling. They have several easy-to-order packages for your gun, new or old. Their designs offer superb grip traction and unique aesthetics. You can see the awesome work they did on my personal Gadsden Flag Glock 19. It feels as good as it looks. Mm -hmm. Sonoran Defense also offers laser-marked magazines with many designs to choose from. They even do custom requests for your own personalized graphics. Do Whatever they? Do you just like send in what you want? Yeah. Yeah, they did, nice. uh, they did MC mags for me, both AR and AK. Sweet. So just from your out. logo? Yeah, so they'll, they'll do, I don't know. You can test the limits of what they're willing to print. Send them an email. I've not been refused yet. So uh, whatever, you, whatever you may be looking for, Sonoran Defense will hook you up. Plus, they offer 10% off all their products to listeners of this show with the discount code G's. That's J-E-E-Z. Find everything you need from Sonoran, plus special deals from all of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammo and Flyover States, as well as Charity Swipes, that's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. Uh, a few announcements and, and quick stories before we get to um, the Joe Biden episodes this week. But um, I, I, I want to apologize a little bit to the audience just for how I organized the show last week. So we had Lauren co-hosting, obviously. And then uh, Lauren's time is limited, and I had a pre-taped interview with Matt Palumbo. So... We, I, I went to the interview. We, I let Lauren go because her time's limited. I neglected to inform the audience that's how it was going to be structured. And so I didn't anticipate 
how many of the super chats were going to be asking Lauren questions. Ah. And <clears throat> so for people who were looking to get a response from Lauren, I should have anticipated that, or I should have at the very least let you know that she was not going to be here in the latter part of the show. So please accept my apology. I wasn't trying to mislead anyone or anything like that. Uh, and in the future, if that's the structure, I'll, I'll let you know. So thanks for tuning in for supporting the show, obviously. Uh, let's see. How was your trip? Anyway, no more delay. How was the trip to uh, good. Europe? Uh, for people that have already figured it out because Brittany has posted on Instagram, I was at the Pettibone Selner wedding in Vienna, and I went to Prague before that. And after I went to Hungary with critical condition. So I had a fantastic time. I did get really sick over my trip. Um, I think we got some pictures, the obligatory yep. Europe pictures. So here's Brittany and I. That's the first one, right? Yeah. I got them all up. Yep. Like 10 years ago, I would not have been able to be friends with somebody that is that much hotter than me. <laughs> I just, I just look, I was looking at her at her wedding. I'm like, and Martin, I'm like, how do you people even exist? They're like the best looking couple I've ever seen in my life. And of course they're so nice. Um, it was a fantastic wedding. Uh, and then the next picture I'm at, uh, this bone church outside of Prague. So, uh, 70,000 people's bones are in this, oh, this really? ossuary. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of people died in the Black Death, and they've used it to um, make all these these beautiful chandeliers and things like that. So in the, in that chandelier is every bone from the human body. Wow, is somewhere in that chandelier. Yes. Was it creepy at all, or was it was it just oh, yeah. genuinely beautiful? No, it was creepy as hell. There was like hmm. a crest, and then a skull, and a little formation with like femurs that made it look like a bird on a crest. Wow. It's the most amazing thing ever. I, I how 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 far back does this date? Um, well, the, the people bones? that died in the Black Death, that was uh, medieval, but it was um, 70,000 people that had died from yeah. a variety of wars and and uh, other plague events. So I, I think it's like the culmination of at least 300 years of people's bones. Damn. All right. Um, and then the next one, uh, that's my husband and I. See, I, I put a little white dot on his face so that people know he's white. <laughs> that's why I did it. Um, yeah. And that's uh, St. Vitus's Cathedral uh, in Prague. So yeah, those are my obligatory pictures. And look how tall he is. Look how tall he is. That's true. I have the pictures kind of small, but you can see that He's he does, in tall. fact, tower over you. Tell and, me about um, your trip. And of, of course, before we go, you've, you've provided the material people need to see that you, in fact, have legs. I do. You're not a torso. I do have legs, so. yes. I know that will disappoint some people, but that's not photoshopped. I do have a lower body, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so I had quite an experience as well. I, I took the time off uh, while you were gone to go for uh, a life goal I've been thinking about for a little while, which is uh, climbing Granite Peak, which is the highest point in Montana. And it's quite a difficult climb. I, did it, I attempted with my dad, who's done it several times. I've not done it yet, so yeah. I have to do it at some point. And um, you can see in the top left uh, of your screen there, it's, it's quite an ascent, just the peak itself. But what makes it so difficult is it's got this arduous approach across an 11,000 foot elevation plateau that is literally called froze to death plateau. <laughs> so, so you got about 11 miles just to get to the peak itself. Then you got to try summit. So it's a multi-day thing. My dad and I on Thursday night, we get up to the plateau. Everything's going great. Feet are feeling good. Uh, we set up camp. We eat dinner. The day was perfect. A little bit of rain starts rolling through. The forecast was for maybe chance of rain. Were you worried? Uh, at first, no. I mean, we had our camp set up. It was getting a little windy, but we're all staked out. Things look like they're going to hold up. It starts getting a little darker and a little darker. The wind starts picking up. 
the rain starts turning into sleet. And you can see kind of a sunbreak on the horizon. I'm looking out of the tent. I think, okay, I see a dark cloud coming. It's going to get bad for a little bit. But I think we'll make it out of the other, of the other, the other side here once the, once the weather passes. The, a massive swirl of wind. Like, there's just an insane blast of wind completely rips our tent out from the oh, stakes. No. And we're soaked right around, right as it's turning dark, about 9 o'clock p.m., 8.39 p.m. And you're totally exposed up there. Again, 11,000 foot elevation. We don't really have the option to just sit out there and shiver soaked in the rain. So we have to quickly toss all our stuff in the bag and get back down that plateau at night by headlamp. Oh, and God, that so, sounds terrible. So, we, so we, we, we weren't able to set up another camp till 1230 in the morning down on the other end of the plateau. And then and, you just uh, left Because we're soaked and so tired. It's like, it's just not realistic to make the ascent. Oh, man. So we had to come back down. But I will be back to attempt it again uh, at some point. And of course, you can see that the views were worth, were worth the trip anyway. And uh, So were and you very, ever afraid you were going to die? No, it wasn't like that. But it... it um, you know, it was, it was shivering and very uncomfortable yeah. and very, uh, yeah, very wet. But, um, but it, but that's the point is if you sit there and you're shivering, <laughs> then you're in genuine danger. If you get moving, you'll probably be all right. But, uh, oh, geez. but yeah, it was a mission fail, at least in the summit attempt, uh, plus one experience point gained in life though. And I know a few things now it's kind of ironic cause we passed up a few lower camps that were a little more sheltered because I thought, well, I want to make as much progress today towards the summit as we can to have the best shot on summit day. Had we stayed in some of the lower camps that were a little more sheltered, I think I might have had a better chance of surviving the weather, at least yeah. the tent. Yeah. And so I'm kind of kicking myself for maybe getting a little greedy and trying to get farther than we needed to. But you know, now, now I have more firsthand knowledge of how I would do this approach differently next time. So there will be a next time. Okay. Anyway, my stupid mountain adventures are not why people tune into this show. So I will end. People my story tune there. into this show. Why? For some reason. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, they tune in for the news. Big news this week is uh, Proud Boys. Two two members of the Proud Boys, the far right Proud Boys, have been convicted uh, for this uh, attempted gang assault. Is that the charge? Yeah, Tell me what, yeah. what happened Did you read here? the NBC or the Washington Post article about this? It was filled with hilarious editorializing, um, which mostly I cropped out, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Let's see. I got the NBC <laughs> article up. Um, two members of the far-right Proud Boys convicted Monday of attempted gang assault, attempted assault and riot for their role in a brawl with anti-fascist protesters last fall on the Upper East Side. I barely remember this happening. We talked about uh, it. At yeah, the it was time, last October. It? Yeah, and I do have the footage of what happened too. Should we watch that now? Well, yeah, we can. I mean, I've always maintained that to me, this looks like self-defense. We got the, these Proud Boys guys walking around after Gavin's event in New York City, and you can see on the footage. I'll, I'll just uh, pull it up here. Uh, here's what the what the actual event looked like last fall. So Antifa guys walk up. I like this and, menacing music. And meet the Proud Boys like it's some, yeah, I don't know, West Side Story fight or something. But they, he clearly throws something at him, and then a brawl just breaks out. And it's, it's everybody just punching and kicking everybody, and mostly Antifa's getting their ass kicked. Now, strictly as a matter of law, <laughs> self-defense, I suppose, is, is necessary to protect yourself, and you can remove yourself from the situation when your opponent is defeated. At this point, they're kicking people who are on the ground. Good. 
So maybe strictly speaking, legally, that might not be self-defense, but it, it wasn't the Proud Boys who initiated the violence, in my mind. I like this I guy with it. the beard and the ass crack. Yeah. That's good for the, him. Someone brought a fight to them and they finished the fight. Legally speaking, there might be some technicalities with that. Morally speaking, I actually don't have a problem with that. If someone, if someone comes at you with physical violence, physical threat, and you kick their ass, I mean, that's, that's the way the world works. I'm sorry. I, I don't... I don't endorse offensive violence. I don't see offensive violence. Neither do I. They clearly approach them first. Uh, that's so absurd. Whatever happened to like a good like, squaring off and an ass kicking? Like they got their asses kicked fair and square. What does the law have to after, do with it? After picking the fight. I know. Yeah. Uh, good for them. Um, so the jury in state Supreme Court in Manhattan rejected claims of the defendants, Maxwell, Hare, and John Kinsman, that they had acted in self-defense in the October and, and just to be incident. fair too, do we know that these two guys are in that footage, or is it? I actually don't know. Um, okay, I want to be I as precise as possible. It's one of them is Beardy McGee, okay, the, the hot dude with the beard. Um, so this is uh, the quote from the DA: "As violent extremism rises in America, Manhattan jury has declared in one voice that New Yorkers will not tolerate mob violence unless it's of uh, black people." In our own backyard, these defendants transformed a quiet residential street into the site of a battle royale, kicking and beating four individuals in a brutal act of political violence. That's so not what happened. Not what happened at all. So I, they were targeted for their politics. In fact, yeah, they were targeted for political violence. They so didn't target anybody for political violence, as I see it. They're going to be back in court October 11th for sentencing. So we don't really know what they're looking at here, but um. And this is kind of what I expected. And so, and I want to be fair too. I know that um, we were having trouble how to diagnose Gavin's disavowal of the Proud Boys in response to this. And um, it seems clear, at least in terms of this conviction here, what he's trying to do. They're convicted of attempted gang assault. That means clearly, I mean, Gavin's coming out to try to diminish that definition of a gang right. by saying, listen, I'm not the leader and I disavow it. This is not my thing. So I want to be as fair to Gavin as possible. Cause I know he took some heat for what he did when he came out and kind of condemned the whole thing. And I think I can't remember exactly what we said, but I think we were at least mildly critical ourselves. I just no, want I see why to he did it. I mean, he didn't, when you, we watched that 40 minute video he made. And then uh, he also posted a hilarious video about how Joe Rogan broke up with him this week. I didn't me why see I that, that yet, but what did Joe say? I don't know. He pussed out. He's like, first of all, he's getting way too stoned for his podcast. <laughs> like he's sitting <laughs> he there. He almost like, made it through the Dan Crenshaw show without talking weed, but then like the last he, like, 15 couldn't minutes. Help. So he's, I yeah. think he's like eating edibles before his, I'm not criticizing him because I used to do this too, but you know, nobody could tell. And he just shows up <laughs> to these podcasts and he's like, Ugh, what does it mean? You had a brain hemorrhage. Okay. Whatever. So he's talking about how, um, you know, he had Gavin on the show before he before all this Proud Boys stuff and he and he didn't really know anything about him. It was like a disavowal based on his own ignorance of Gavin's true hmm. character and stuff. It was such horseshit. Gotcha. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. And Gavin made a video describing this. I'll have to check it out. Yes, it's it. really okay. good. Um, anyway, so Gavin, he didn't disavow the Proud Boys. It's just he wanted them to have a legal out because he didn't right. want to seem like they had like they, they're this cult following with this leader. He's trying to take one for his friends who yeah. I think are being given a tough, uh, a tough case in court. And that was very obvious. He made a video explaining why he's doing this. And everybody's like, oh, he just had to disavow them when they got too violent. And he realized it had been infiltrated by actual Nazis. It's like he never that was said a pure that. a legal strategy. Yeah. 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 
All right. So we'll have to wait to see what happens with the rest of this case. October 11th. We'll, we'll see then. Uh, if you're one of those people who still believes that, um, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in fact alive and well, which of course, you know, I mean, how, how ridiculous a belief, but if you believe the reports she is, and she again has left the Supreme court, get this stupid Subaru ad out of here. Sorry, I have to use Google Chrome. It's the only one that works with my broadcaster. Shit, shut up, you stupid ads. Uh, anyway, RBG, RBG apparently has to take another leave from the court for three weeks of pancreatic cancer treatment. This Why is am I fourth... laughing? What's wrong with me? Well, I mean, it's inherently hilarious, isn't it? No. <laughs> An old lady dying? What's wrong with me? Okay, so she had a, a three-week round of radiation therapy for pancreatic cancer. Uh, this is her fourth bout with cancer following treatments in 1999, 2009, and, and 2018, just last year. She said in July she has no plans to retire anytime soon. Oh, my God. Uh, so supposedly she's going to return to work. This after, remember, working from home and barely being able to speak in some of her most recent speaking appearances. Uh, the, the, the bit about her being dead, of course, is like a tongue-in-cheek it mostly I but, don't know. I but i will tell you this i swear to god uh if trump loses in 2020 if he loses the election what, what day is that november 5th or something if that happens november 6th news will come out ruth bader ginsburg tragically died what a life well lived oh who could have seen it coming i yeah. guarantee she will be dead the moment uh, the moment uh, Trump loses election, and it's one of two reasons, either because she's been dead this whole time or because her singular, if she is in fact alive, her singular will to live will have expired. Yes, and I've yeah. talked about this on the show because I've watched many old women in my family die, and it's the spite, the mm. spite that keeps them alive even though they've smoked for like 75 years. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, like hatred of somebody or something deep in your bones, it gives you a singular reason to live well uh, beyond your expiration date. Well, if it's hatred for Trump that's keeping her alive, uh, she has some rivals, which we'll get to in a moment, because it's a great week for Trump hate. But of course, what isn't a great week for Trump hate? In, in Trump news, though, before we get to the Trump hate, Trump's at the G7, and it was announced today that, um, that Trump has struck a, uh, a trade deal with Japan, done in principle at least, shaking hands with the Japanese prime minister at the G7 summit in France. The deal is expected to be signed next month. It's, uh, the, the agreement is basically threefold. It uh, addresses industrial tariffs, agriculture, and digital trade. It maintains existing 2.5% tariffs on Japanese vehicles and major auto parts. Japan is expected to purchase substantial amounts of, U, uh, of a U.S. corn surplus. The deal comes as uh, Trump was asked if he has second thoughts about the ongoing trade war with China. And Trump said, sure, why not? Might as well. I have second thoughts about everything. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham clarified that Trump uh, meant he only has regrets on not raising tariffs higher. So, <laughs> it, it, you know, we're going to deal with the, the, the Chinese trade war for a little while longer, it sounds. Um, a healthy economy will be key for Trump in 2020. And as somebody who's been skeptical of the tariff strategy so far, he has accomplished things. We think of what happened with Mexico and the threat of tariffs prior. So... You know, if he's able to pull off success by using tariffs for leverage in, in a way that benefits this country, good for him. We'll we'll see what he can uh, we'll see what he can do. And of course, a good deal with Japan is is helpful in lieu of maybe struggles with uh, with uh, with China as well. The other thing Trump is talking about. Remember last year we discussed uh, 
Trump mentioning in an Axios interview that he wanted to end birthright citizenship. I do, I do. Yeah, it was sort of off the cuff. And he never did anything about that. I think that was like November last year. It was a, it was a while ago. Well, he said again this week that he's seriously considering ending birthright citizenship by executive order. Of course, critics uh, respond by saying that's impossible. The 14th Amendment guarantees uh, birthright citizenship. As we discussed last time around, though, it's not clear that the 14th Amendment does require birthright citizenship right. for illegal immigrants. Um, recall the amendment says all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction, jurisdiction. thereof. Yeah. So that clause has to mean something. And um, it has previously been understood to exclude the children of diplomats, for example. Children of diplomats born on U.S. soil are not considered U.S. citizens. And the Supreme Court has never actually ruled on whether the children of illegal immigrants born in the United States are in fact citizens per the 14th Amendment. That's a question they just haven't answered. So more than anything, this would likely be an attempt for Trump to prompt the court to answer that question and then figure out strategy on this issue after the fact. I'm not a fan of executive action generally, of course, but um, as a if move it, to... If it excludes the children of diplomats, how could it possibly include anchor babies? Sure. I think that's a very fair question, and I don't think it's at all clear that the intent of the 14th Amendment was to say anybody who just came here, any illegal person, any person who came across the border illegally and then popped out a baby, that baby is now a U.S. citizen. I don't think it's at all clear. We, we went over it at the time, so I don't need to rehash it, but there's plenty of good reason from the authors of the amendment themselves that would suggest uh, otherwise. Um, if, this, if this is executive action just as a strategy to get a court answer, knowing full well it's going to be legally challenged immediately, I would support the move. I think that's an important question that we need clarity on constitutionally before we can decide how to settle it. Um, okay, about, uh, about Trump's Trump hate, epic Trump hate this week. I guess, so was it yesterday? Was it today? Over the weekend, Brian's, uh, Brian, Stelter, or Brian Stelter on CNN was hosting a discussion on Trump's mental fitness, and a psychiatrist guest said Trump is to this century what Hitler, Stalin, and Mao are to the last <laughs> century and may actually be more huh. destructive than that trio. Are we really going to categorize well, all three of them together, though? They each had their own merits, didn't they? They each, <laughs> they each had a little something special. Legalizing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. politics has three very dire consequences. Hmm. The, the first is that it stigmatizes the mentally ill. Lumping the mentally ill with Trump is a terrible insult to the mentally ill, and they have enough problems and stigma as it is. The second issue is that calling Trump crazy hides the fact that we're crazy for having elected him, and even crazier for allowing his crazy policies to persist. Trump is as destructive a person in this century as Hitler, Stalin, and Mao were in the last century. He may be responsible for many more million deaths than they were. He needs to be contained, but he needs to be contained by attacking his policies, not his person. Uh, what's Stalin's body count? I was looking up conservative estimates for all of them. I mean, minimum, we're talking about multiple tens of millions collectively. Well, the and it Hall depends. of the More happened under Stalin. Mao has got to be, I mean... I don't even know. The Great Leap Forward was responsible for a lot due to issues like starvation, but also deaths associated with seizure of property. 45 million, I'm seeing. So, yeah. I mean, so Trump we're is, talking uh, about like 100 million people 
plus. Well, his term's not over yet. Trump's a little behind, <laughs> but his term's not over yet. Might be more. Didn't he say might be more destructive? Or is that what he said? <laughs> still possible. He'd have wow. to kill the whole country, probably. But it's still technically possible. And to be fair to Brian Stelter, I didn't watch the whole segment, but if I understand correctly, I don't think there was pushback. I don't think anyone there, it was Stelter and some other guests, I don't think anyone said, uh, yeah, I hate Trump, but come on. Come on, dude. I don't, as far as I understand, nobody said that, but I'll stand corrected if they did. Uh, I assume you watched The Simpsons growing up, like I did. Yeah, this is very disappointing. First, is it Matt Growning? I never know how to say I think it's Graining. Graining, whatever. He sure. gets a foot rub on, on the Lolita Express. <laughs> That's the news that I heard about him this week. And then this. It's like, stop ruining my childhood favorites with your politi- current modern politi- politicization. Pol- politicization? Politicization. There we go. So uh, it, this is a clip titled West Wing, West Wing Story posted on the Simpsons social media accounts this week. I'm not clear if this is from an actual episode or just a clip posted to their social media because I haven't seen it. Uh, in any episode, but I don't watch regularly anymore. Anyway, Trump starts complaining about all of his problems and the need for a distraction. He grabs a photo of the squad and they break into a song in parody of, uh, of West Side Story. Here's what it looks like. So many problems, tariffs. I need a distraction. They shouldn't be in America. No one but me in America. No taxes for me in America. This is my natural Herrica. We're more American than your wife. She's not a big presence in my life. Your love life makes us heave. You two will never see Tel Aviv. You're greasing your palm with emoluments. It's okay with God, says my pants. Your bar is constant without the class. Can't wait to see you behind prison glass. It's almost Your nose is right up Putin's ass. We say it's time to impeach you fast. Got a dance number. Oh no, it's the Democratic candidates. <sighs> Can't be the first one to lose my breath. Can't be the first one to fall. <clears throat> Who's an old man now? <laughs> oh, that was so painful. This show used to be fantastic. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. And it's not just, a, this is one of those cases where I'm glad to go to the actual YouTube uh, source where they posted it on animation on Fox's channel and see that this is, uh, this is, this is slammed on a bipartisan basis or across all perspectives. So 3.3K up. 46k down Ooh, on their channel on half damn. a million views top comment here as you mentioned or one of the top comments oh did they delete it i wonder well there was unless i missed it there was a top comment that said uh don't let this distract you from the fact that the creator of the simpsons was on the lolita express as you mentioned yeah yeah and uh, people are saying like foot rub but i'm pretty sure it was just a foot rub because she talked explicitly about all of the uh sex stuff that she had to do in great hmm. detail so i think that it's actually true he just he just yeah and he it. had yellow crusty feet she said she wanted to vomit and this is after she like blew a bunch of old dirty disgusting <laughs> democrats and she's like that was the one that made me the, acu- the accuser was 16 at the time so this apparently happened in the late 90s if it's true as accused coming full circle mad graining must have uh killed Epstein or put the hit out on Epstein. 
Who knows? Uh, do you, we didn't get to return to the story. We talked about it a little bit more last week, but before we move on, in light of the new information that has since emerged since you and I last talked, Epstein, do you have any uh, updated Epstein opinions? What new information has emerged? Well, just like since we last talked, they came out with the information that his official cause of death was uh, was suicide, apparently hanging himself with a sheet by doing the Oh, really? Method. I didn't even know that. But then the, the, the medical examiner released more information that he had a broken bone in his oh, neck yeah. near the Adam's apple. It's more commonly yeah. associated with strangulation. Only 6% it, of hangings. It can yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. And then there dude, was also... Dude got whacked. I mean... There was also the... There's a report that people heard screaming from his cell, which is weird. Like, you're screaming while you're hanging yourself? Or... You know who knows, but uh, but yeah, it, it, it's it's the story's just going to go away. It seems we're never really going to know. Yeah, hmm. PizzaGate's real, everybody. <laughs> PizzaGate's real. You heard it here. It is. So please don't ban us, Susan Wiki Wiki. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hill we're going to die on. <laughs> PizzaGate. I'm willing to die on that hill. All right, fine. Um. Okay. Moving on uh, from from President Trump to the people who want to take his position, it's quite a week for uh, for twenty twenty Democrats. Uh, first, before we get into Joe Biden, uh, the people who you didn't even remember were running are quitting. Uh, we had one or two last week, and then this week, former Washington governor used to live in Washington, and you might not even know who Jay Inslee is. I do. Oh, you do. You did know him, if, uh, but I don't know anything about him. Well, he was the guy briefly seen on the debate stage before the Bigfoot and after the unicorn, the one yelling about climate change the whole time. So he goes uh, on to Rachel Maddow's show, I guess where he announced his campaign. Who cares? But yeah, he goes on Rachel Maddow's show and says, I'm, I'm quitting and I'm going to, but I'm a champion of climate change and I'll be remembered for that. I understand that you are here tonight to make some news. I am. It's become clear that I'm not going to be carrying the ball. I'm not going to be the president, so I'm withdrawing tonight from the race. But I have to tell you, look, I've been fighting climate change for 25 years, Mm -hmm. and I've never been so confident of the ability of America now to meet critical mass to move the ball. I believe we are going to have a candidate to fight this battle. I'm inspired of the people I've met across the country, the young people in the Sunrise Movement and the climate strikers. These people have given me confidence we can move ahead. So I'm not going to be carrying the ball, but we're going to make sure somebody is. Hmm. You say climate strikers? Yeah, I don't even know what that is. P- presumably climate protesters. Uh, he did this before. He always claims to be such a climate hero. I couldn't find the clip, but at one of the two debates, he described how he wants to tell his grandkids how he didn't, he didn't just sit by when the world was under dire threat. He took on the challenge by doing what? By flying around the country, maximizing his carbon footprint far beyond those he lectures about yeah, carbon seriously. footprints. It's, he's a very self-righteous person that turns me off. He also said uh, during one of the debates that um, it's not too late. We have one final chance to save humanity. And lo and behold, I'm, I'm the guy with the plan to do it. Okay. Lucky. Uh, well, I guess you don't have to deal with him anymore. But for our friends in Washington, he's now running for governor of Washington again. Oh, God, so. all these people are so forgettable. Well, perhaps none more so than um, than Seth Moulton. I set you up who, for that. Whose only moment, I guess he's a congressman from Massachusetts. The only thing I remember from him was him telling Anderson Cooper that suppressors are for assassinating people. 
after the Virginia Beach shooting in which the shooter used a suppressor. Yeah, I did see Tucker Carlson talking about him this week, and he seemed to say a lot of measured things about like not giving free health care to illegal immigrants and telling Democrats that they need to like be more measured. Or oh, he was one of those win. guys. He was one of the moderates, was he? Uh, I think so. But I also he's so forgettable that I'm not even sure if it's the same person. Well, I appreciated Trump's response uh, referencing stock market volatility. That's not great, but at least Trump's having fun with it. Trump tweeted, the Dow is down 573 points, perhaps on the news that Representative Seth Moulton, whoever that may be, has dropped out of the 2020 presidential race. Okay, so we'll never Fair hear from enough. him again. Yeah, I mentioned earlier, uh, Joe Biden continues with the gaffes, a, a nice one this week that we will get to in a moment, but not to be outdone by Joe Biden's gaffes, his wife and former second lady, Jill Biden, is stumping for Joe Biden in New Hampshire this week and arguably outgaffs him in, no. in a statement that is as poor in its phrasing as it is in its reasoning. This was just this was just a bizarre and unfortunate thing to say. This is what she's telling voters in New Hampshire about why they should vote for her husband, Joe Biden. I know that not all of you are committed to my husband. Um, and I respect that. Your candidate might be better on, I don't know, health care than Joe is. But you've got to look at who's going to win this election. And maybe you have to swallow a little bit and say, okay, I sort of personally like so-and-so better. But your bottom line has to be that we have to beat Trump. I think if your goal, I know my goal is to beat Donald Trump, we have to have someone who can beat him. Well, I appreciate her accidental candor, but <laughs> this is why people shouldn't let their wives speak in public. Come on. <laughs> Fairly noted. Just settle and swallow a little bit of Joe, just oh like I God, did. Oh my God, that's so you embarrassing. Know? He probably was like, good job, honey. Yeah. I, this is sort of like, do you remember um, that case with uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock like a few weeks or months ago? It was probably a couple months ago when he first announced. But it was that case where a reporter or someone at an event similarly a similar event asked him, what are you proudest? What's your proudest achievement as Montana governor? And he said, uh, well, <laughs> I hope my kids know that I'm a good dad or whatever. He couldn't think of a, a reason Anything he had done. Yeah. This is the, that same sort of thing. Like question one is what is the primary reason affirmatively to vote for your candidate, Joe Biden? And if the answer is like, well, I know nobody really likes him, but, you know, you hate Trump so much that your only goal is just getting Trump out of office. Right. So anybody but Trump, I mean, that might work for some people, but I, I don't think generally speaking that uh, that I'm not Trump is enough to coast to a victory. I think at the end of the day, you have to give people something to vote for. It is for the left, for sure. You think so? They, it's the only binding thing. I mean, they're unprincipled, so the only thing they can unify on is their searing hatred of Donald Trump. Hmm. I think this I, is a I, good, I, smart strategy of her. You think so? Well, I, I have conflict... I have a little bit of conflicting views, I suppose, internally on what the strategy for Joe Biden is, which I'll get to momentarily because... He needs to not talk. Well, it, as much as I do think you need an affirmative reason to vote for somebody, if anyone should coast and shut the hell up, it's probably Joe Biden. So maybe it's not as foolish as I think. I mentioned his gaffes. 
He just can't stop. This week, Joe said that he remembers when Bobby Kennedy and Martin Luther King were assassinated in the late 70s. Kind of close. Joe Biden is raising eyebrows today after he made another major gaffe. He got the dates of Robert F. Kennedy and Dr. Martin Luther King's assassinations wrong, really wrong. When Bobby Kennedy and Dr. King had been assassinated in the 70s, uh, late 70s, when I got engaged. RFK and Dr. King were both killed in 1968. I mean, I guess when you get so old, all of your life events just kind of blur together. So I'm sympathetic to him, you know, because he's an old man. But also he's trying to be president, so... At first I thought, well, what did maybe he got married in the late... Because he was married twice. So I thought maybe he's confused his marriages and associated them wrongly, and that's how he came to this. But I looked it up. His his first marriage was 1966, so a couple years before the assassination. Right, his right. second marriage was 1977, well after. And so neither of them are really closely tied to those assassinations. So I, I can't understand why he would even associate these events, other than the obvious that he's just an old man getting older, and it's probably going to be a struggle for him to endure through this race mentally speaking someone in the live chat just said put him down already (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how i feel about this i mean a lot of people are critical of me they're like you you just are too soft on biden but like when he talks i'm like this is just kind of a disoriented old man it just makes Hmm. me i just feel kind of bad for him well all of this comes after a report 10 days ago that Biden allies are encouraging the candidate to make a lighter schedule and speak less in an effort to reduce gaffes. Yeah. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, I do get this, the strategy, shut up, maintain your lead while the other idiot Democrats cannibalize each other and you will win by default as the last man standing. But I do see two problems here. So he currently leads solidly with both Warren and Sanders splitting the progressive vote. So mm-hmm. the question is, what happens when they drop out? If one of them dropped out tomorrow, presumably their support would consolidate and meet or exceed Biden's support. So it's a little bit flimsy there unless you can scoop up some more support. Um, and the yeah. only question, what, what Biden has to rely on then is Warren and Sanders staying in the race long enough to make it so neither one of them can come back. Yeah, that's true. Which you got to think that if they're smart, I would think uh, earlier rather than later, Warren and Sanders would would meet with each other and sort of strike some kind of deal on this one. Because I think either one of them could probably overtake Biden if they cooperated. Well, Warren is the stronger candidate. I think so. Yeah. Bernie Sanders can't be president for the same reason Joe Biden can and a multitude of other reasons. Yeah. I guess what I don't like about this strategy, even though I get it, is that it just relies on other people screwing up. And that might be viable given this field. But I, I, I like people who are more aggressive or affirmative in their approaches. I, I do think you got to give people a reason to vote for you. I think that's the mistake that Kerry made in 2004. It's just, don't you hate Bush? I'm not him. Vote for me. No, was, but you're operating from this, uh, this stance. Like you're always projecting your principles on other people and like assuming that they're doing things for the right reasons. Like not people are not like you, especially on the left. They're thinking, how do we defeat Trump? Because I hate him so much. They would get behind any candidate. That will even put up an old white male who opposed busing and worked with segregationists and all the evils. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? 
Yeah, they, they totally will. They'll do anything to defeat him. Um, but I love this. This is going to be hilarious. Well, you know how Warren might defeat Biden is by doubling up her time on the campaign trail. She did a campaign rally in Minnesota this week, and her doppelganger named Stephanie Oyen showed up in costume, no less. This is her lookalike. Meeting her doppelganger is one thing Elizabeth Warren didn't have a plan for. This is just like being here with family. Yeah, your twin. Stephanie Oyen has dressed up as Elizabeth Warren for Halloween, so when she got ready to attend Warren's Minnesota rally... I thought I would just put on the blazer and go to the rally and get a couple little giggles. But instead of giggles... People just started turning, oh my God, it's Warren, it's Warren. It was really touching to see the number of people who had tears in their eyes. They had said things like, you're my hero. I felt terrible having to tell them that I wasn't the real Elizabeth Warren. She herself is a huge Warren supporter. I talk with my hands, so I'm sitting there going, I'm not her, I'm not her. And of course, I look exactly like her. When Warren finished her speech, Stephanie got in line for the meet and greet. Selfie taking time. What happens when you meet the real Elizabeth Warren? She looked at me and kind of looked at me up and down and said, she pointed at me and said, we need to talk. <laughs> and that was it. No discussion of their resemblance, though Stephanie was called back for a second photo for the senator's staff. Hmm. They don't look that much alike. Am I alone on this one? They're just both it's... old ladies with lesbian haircuts. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> I think it's close, but I, I don't think I would mistake them in real life. The difference is enough. I suppose it, this is what I don't understand. Maybe just your average person who generally knows who Elizabeth Warren is might see that. But people who are going to an Elizabeth Warren rally genuinely love Elizabeth Warren are very closely familiar with who she is and what she looks like. I don't think they would be duped by her. It's not that close yet. The, the claim is that people were 100% convinced that it was her. She should have worn a headdress. Then I'd be like indistinguishable. Well, that the CNN report missed the obvious question. What tribe are you? <laughs> Stephanie Oyen? Are you Cherokee? Are you Sioux? Are you Crow? What are you? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's not close enough for me to be tricked. They do both have those those high cheekbones. <laughs> I wonder what how good her crab bisque is. <laughs> Who knows? Let's uh, this this next Hassan Piker and Dan Crenshaw topic is going to be long, so let's take a break before we get into sure. that. Do 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 do. I'm reloading. Sorry. Um, Ilan Omar's tiny Somali brain says, oh, oh, I finally reloaded. Uh, oh, great. The blonde one is back. Shaking my head. Just as my hopes for the show with diversity, we're getting, we're getting up. We're going back to the white power hour. <laughs> this makes the melatonin in my skin crawl. There, there were so many blonde Asian jokes last week. Oh, really? That you missed out on. Yeah. I knew they were coming. They were plentiful. I still haven't watched the show. I should do that. Um, Beauty and the Beta Clips. I know Matt told me just to email, but I want to support you guys. I wanted to remind everyone to join the Discord, to have great conversations and call in. Uh, also, as always, subscribe to Beauty and the Beta Clips. And this is Myth. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Sure. And thanks for doing the work. And as always, if people want to find the Clips channel, clips of this show in shorter format, click uh, click on him in the chat or go to the website. I have the Clips channels linked uh, on the website as well. Um, Jake Hartstern says Matt and his wife once made love. Also blonde. I need to marry you. If you ever get a divorce, <laughs> he has dibs. I guess so. Um, right. I guess we're in a binding contractual agreement at this point. Mm. Uh, son of the wolf says the only death I will relish and celebrate will, will be of Jane Fonda. 
Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, Kevin Flanagan says, Roran, I noticed a lot of boomers in your chat on Wednesday. <laughs> Do oh, you no. think they like you because you remind them of their third wife from Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Did Kevin really go and terrorize her? Because we weren't doing a call-in show, so I encourage people to go check out Lauren's show on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if Kevin went to terrorize the show or not. I hope you were I nice to her. Nobody be mean to Lauren. She's so sweet. Um, that's not right. Matt and I once made love. We gave each other our personal points of privilege, if you know what I mean, P.S. <laughs> I like this blonde more. I'm not saying, I'm not reading that. No. Mm. Something racist about Lauren. Uh, Matt oh, Daff, no. welcome back, blonde. I uh, hope you had a good time at the real fascist conference while Karen and Tim baited out the idiot. The real fascist conference. Oh, because there was, uh, wasn't there, wasn't the the men's rights, uh, there was the men's rights conference thing, and then there's also the Minds IRL conference coming up very soon. I don't oh, know. Oh, she did invite us to the men's rights conference, didn't she? Yeah, Karen did, yeah. Oh, wow, I... I never know what's going on. I'm really not plugged into this world, guys. Uh, Kbot Video says, Happy birthday to my little sister, Katie Zed. We're just a couple of broads who never miss your show. Keep up the great work. Love you guys and hope you had a great vacay, Blonde. Thank you so much. Well, happy birthday tuning. to your little sister. That's so cool. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, John Martin, congratulations to Brittany and Martin. Brittany's podcast was How I Found Blonde and thus Matt. Plus, I ah. have a signed copy of her book. She's awesome. She is awesome. She's just an incredible woman. And I'm so happy to see them together. There was like, during some of the speeches, just not a dry eye in the house. We're like, hmm. oh, they love each other so much. <laughs> um, Nala Black, Godzilla King of the Monsters was better than Avenger, Avengers Endgame Fight Me. I don't know what any of that means. I, I, those are movies. I can't comment. Um, Laurel says, Brittany is quite lovely to be sure, but you are more beautiful blonde. I don't know. Aww. You should see us together in person. Pretty different. Definitely. <laughs> Uh, Andy Morrison says, Matt and I once made love, and he swallowed all the points I had to give. Love the show, guys. Thank you so much for the Sandy Safe Space. I can't wait for every Sunday. My parents watch this sometimes. Come on, guys. Um, <laughs> thank you. Still, somehow, inexplicably. I know. Uh, they're really proud of me. Uh, Elliot Phonehome, do you think Wade, oof, do you think Wade would still be alive with red flag laws? Matt, you don't have to answer this. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I can't really comment on that it's a little that's a little too personal but uh no i don't if you if you want me to answer no i i don't think that would have been a thing sorry um, i've got to vet these before i read them i was halfway through that before i realized what it said i mean i i, I was here in the home i you know i could have i was well aware of the circumstance so i'm really sorry do i do you. i think law enforcement intervention would have would have solved anything no absolutely not um, you dare, hey, human bone chandeliers to lampshades, dear Europe, dear Europe, what the hell is wrong with you? It's not hard to wonder why we left. Uh, Joshua says, Matt, with regards to that Proud Boys video, there was another angle that showed the Proud Boys charging Antifa before they threw the bottle. Other angle makes it look like Proud Boys initiated. I'm just going to go out there hmm. and say that I don't care. I, I haven't care. seen that. If that if that's uh, out there, I'll, I'll take a look at it and I'll happily play that uh in a, in a subsequent week here to, to allow people to judge for themselves. So if you have that angle, I'd, I'd like to see it. I just haven't seen it. Um, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, I just want to go back. I, I think to it does matter. I mean, who, can... who initiated the violence does matter for sure. Yeah. But what about uh, like taunting people, things like that? I mean, do you really have to be the one that throws the first punch? And, and Antifa is a violent organization that it, its entire purpose is 
to um, like seek out ways they can express their political violence by their very nature. They are inciting people. And I don't. Well, care. I want to be careful with that. When you say by their very nature, you mean the fact that they're always violent. They're always violent. Not yeah. not by virtue of their ideology. No, I don't care about that. Yeah. Uh, but they go places to get in these altercations. That's what they're best known for. One would wonder, too, I mean, the words that were exchanged, that is to say, if there are threats made, then yes, that would change my opinion. One would wonder, why are you wearing a mask? Traditionally, that is associated with trying to conceal one's identity in pursuit of crime. Right. Uh, those sorts of questions. But yes, if there are other angles that show a clear initiation by other people, then I would like to see those. I just haven't seen them. Um, agreed, but also I don't know that it really matters. Uh, Boogeyman917, while you played the Proud Boys Antifa clip, I flash back to Michael Jackson's Beat It video. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> let's do a few more. Brianna Hellman's. It would have been better choreographed. Yeah. yeah. The next time. <laughs> yeah. Brianna Heilman, Hellman. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Brianna, longtime fan, making my husband watch with me for the first time. You guys are a shining light in the crap storm that is our current social climate. Hashtag RBG died a long time ago. I used to think so too, but she did unfortunately look pretty alive in that last. When? In this picture that I saw. When was the picture though? Because you'll notice in a lot of these articles, if you reverse image search the, the picture, it's from like a year ago. So you, you go deep with this. Yes. The pictures are often not current. And it's been no always. video, right? The last video, I can't remember. I think somebody sent me like an interview or a speaking thing a few weeks ago. And the other evidence is that if you go, the Supreme Court hearings, of course, aren't uh, video recorded and they're not photographed, but they are audio recorded. So you can listen to the arguments. And her voice is in there, but you've all heard the Jordan Peterson voice generator this week. Yeah. Voice audio is no longer evidence. Yeah, and I'm, I saw that Milo <laughs> was criticizing Jordan Peterson. I'm just go, going to go on a little tangent right now. He was mm. criticizing Jordan Peterson for wanting to shut this voice generator down, but I'm totally with Jordan Peterson on this one. That is some frightening I technology. I didn't follow what he said, but I noticed the website is now down, so presumably he took some action against Good. it. Good. He totally what, should. What, uh, well, I guess... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it does invite to, to malicious imp impersonation. Social trust. I mean, deep fakes to... and this, it's really bad and malicious, and we're not going to be able to trust any video ever but again. Can, but can and should you be able to ban just the imitation, regardless of whether it has malicious intent or not? Yes. What if someone's just really, really convincingly good at an impression and they record clips in your voice, or it sounds like your voice? But then there, you know, there are going to be some characteristics that are hmm. that are. I suppose different. nobody's I mean, perfect. And I did listen to the voice. It's it was so basically good. dead on. Yeah, yeah. It's creepy that a machine can do it that well. Um, let's circle back for the rest of these. Yeah, uh, real quick over on Streamlabs, uh, Cameron says, if you haven't, please check out the YouTube channel Way of the World, whose main channel was nuked last week with 100k subs. Uh, he had some great content. But notice too many things. His backup channel still exists. So go watch his stuff now. I haven't, I haven't heard of it. Um, maybe he's on BitChute as well. Good opportunity for to tell people if there's content that you enjoy, whether it's this show or anything else, just subscribe to them on uh, on whatever their alternative platforms are. Whether it's an alternative YouTube channel, BitChute, Daily Motion, whatever. There's stuff you want to see. It could be gone tomorrow. So so be sure to check those out. And thanks, Cameron. Uh, Dildo Swaggin says, "Hey, blonde." Uh, why aren't you, why aren't you pretty and feminine like Lauren Chen? 
I'm taking I don't shots, know, I guess. Because I'm not a demure Asian lady. I just I just can't do it. Or not that Asian. You still count. You're you're more Asian than Elizabeth you know, Warren is Indian. I checked my 23 and me this week, and the Asian part is gone. It just says 99.9 percent Northern. What is it Western online? European. Yeah, it's not like a printed thing that you get. No, it's it's online, mm. and so it's it's kind so of so they changed changing. it. Yeah. Philip says, please join me for the simultaneous sip. You need a cup or a mug or a glass, a stein, a chalice, a tankard, a thermos, a flask, a canteen, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like Coors Light. And there's that dopamine hit. Well, cheers. Phil says, no, Matt, we do, in fact, tune in to hear about your mountain adventures. And uh, and that and to discuss this, <laughs> a, a certain tribe that has no power or influence whatsoever, by which you mean Elizabeth Warren's Cherokee. I agree. Uh, my wife farted. That's a great name. You guys kick ass. So does Frank over at quite frankly, nightly show, which everyone should catch. In fact, my fiance quite enjoys that show. I have not, I'm not familiar with it, but I can give a shout out to him for providing entertainment that she enjoys. Uh, so yes, if, uh, if her taste is any indicator, you should check it out. You guys should be friends. And in the mat, I just, no wait. And in the mat and I just made love way for sure. Oh, I gotcha. And, uh, and thank you for a, um, a sizable contribution to the show. I have to give him one of these. I am uh, not going to be niggardly. Thank you. And, um, and he's friends with Fleckus too. I know he does a, he, he, uh, does a bit with, or does a segment with Fleckus frequently. So if he's cool with Fleckus, he's cool, cool with me. Uh, Kim says, can't watch live tonight because tomorrow is the first day of school. I'm excited to start my first full-time teaching position and wanted to celebrate with you guys. Keep up the good work and I'll catch you on the show later. Well, good luck. I am not going to be niggardly. That goes out to you as well, Kim. Uh, (laughs) I'm glad glad that people with uh, presumably outside the leftist bubble perspectives are entering the educational sphere. That makes me happy to uh, to know. Um, and if you have any stories about how this develops, whether or not you're pressured to adopt certain worldviews in your professional pursuits, uh, let us know, Kim. And of course, good luck educating the youth, presumably the youth. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's adults. Maybe it's college or something. Who knows? Did you know Iconoclast was banned from YouTube? I'm not familiar with the channel, actually. When did this happen? Jeez, that is awful. Hmm. You get a huge channel. Uh, is, you don't know anything more than that? No, because I haven't been following the news this last week. Mm. Yikes. Uh, I want to say thanks to our top contributors over on DLive, Darth Jones, Jubilium, and Paul Dog. Thanks for supporting the show. And I'm going to open the uh, the treasure chest and distribute those rewards. So sit tight, people over on... Oh, what's stupid? Okay, maybe I can do it later in the show. I talked to DLive about this, and they this is the one thing about DLive that I don't get. There's like a timer on the treasure chest, and they... In any case, it's not letting me do it right now. I'll try again later in the show. Thanks, guys, for hanging out on DLive. And I'll see if DLive can answer my questions about that thing. Anyway, uh, okay, I'm excited to talk about this uh, this topic, the the Hassan Piker versus Dan Crenshaw controversy. Uh, as I said, it's kind of a mirror image of the outrage mob, at least in like the political alignment sense. So I don't know that much about Hassan Piker, to be fair. I've heard a little bit of his... Um, his uh his bits on the young turks he he calls himself the youngest turk uh i don't know he he strikes me as having your standard progressive views mostly with which i disagree i did see a little bit of his debate with charlie kirk at politicon as well although i did not see a muslim 
I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he's Muslim, what his faith is. I have no idea. Uh, so I, I, I just don't know that much about him other than his beef with Dan Crenshaw this week. So Dan Crenshaw goes on Joe Rogan show and he talks about uh, guns, which everyone was kind of interested in given his recent support for the, uh, I think it's called the TAPS Act, but the idea of the federal government giving grants to local government to help out with implementing red flag laws. Uh, they also talked foreign policy and more, which was pretty interesting because he kind of explained his interventionist perspective versus Tulsi Gabbard's isolationist perspective. So that was a pretty interesting listen. Overall, the show was a great listen. And then you can get the weed talk at the end <laughs> if you want. At least that's at the end. But uh, but but Hassan Piker, I guess, listened to the show. He's on Twitch and he's pretty big on Twitch. I think he had 100, 120,000 or still does followers on Twitch. This Twitch stream he does has a big following. He's responding to Dan Crenshaw on Joe Rogan's show, and he makes some comments that got him uh, in, into a lot of controversy this week. So I'll let uh, Hassan speak for himself. But these are, the, these are the two clips that everybody's talking about. This is so insane. America deserved 9-11, dude. Fuck it. I'm saying it. We're there to partner with them. We, we, we fucking totally brought it on ourselves, dude. Holy shit. We did. We fucking did. In a video game, whatever, hypothetically, politically. We fucking did, man. We did. Like, we fucking fund the people who did 9-11, still to this day. Donald Trump literally went on national television and said, They buy $10 million $10 billion worth of weapons. So if they chop, chop, chop an American uh, legal permanent resident, it's okay. I can't do it. This guy has the understanding of foreign policy uh, of like a 12-year-old. What the fuck? What the fuck is wrong with this dude? Didn't he go to war and like literally lose his eye because some Mujahideen, a brave fucking soldier, fucked his eye hole with their dick? Isn't that how he lost his fucking dumbass eye? Because he got his fucking eye hole fucked by a brave soldier? Didn't he learn? That there's a difference between oh my God. like military bases and, and diplomacy. That is a spicy take. Yeah, well, he, if he outspices you, damn, yeah, that's red hot. Oh, geez. So of course, I almost expected him for a second to be like the Jews did not. <laughs> it would have been an interesting tie-in. He did not go that route though. Oh, okay, so uh, Piker, of course, gets heavily criticized. And in response to the criticism, he tweets a little bit of an explanation, not really an apology, but an explanation. And he's responding to Dan Crenshaw, who tweeted about this. And he's saying, listen, the context of what I'm saying is that that we uh, sell arms to Saudi Arabia as an ally. The, the guns are literally going to terrorism. You in Congress have not stopped this. That's ridiculous. That's what he means by we deserved 9-11 is that we were putting weapons in the hands of al-Qaeda. That's what he's saying. Then he he also says, obviously, I don't support terrorism. After all, I'm criticizing the American government for supporting terrorism, both leading up to and post 9-11. I realized I used imprecise language that easily got weaponized (laughs) by the right, but spare me your moral grandstanding. Yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah, I I have a a nuanced view on this, and I'm sure you do too, but uh, Dan Crenshaw himself responded to uh, Hassan Piker on Laura Ingram's show, and this is what he had to say. Wow, he was triggered, wasn't he? I mean, that is the definition of a leftist getting triggered. Yeah. Doesn't like what he's hearing. He disagrees with it. Doesn't understand foreign policies. M- mentioned something about being 12 years old. Yeah, I have almost 12 years of experience actually deploying overseas. So maybe that's what he meant when he said 12 years. I don't know. 
Um, but he clearly doesn't know much. And when you don't know much about foreign policy, you get really mad when people disagree with you. And if you can't argue your point, you tend to insult people. And man, that, that is exactly the outrage culture that we have right now. He is a perfect example of it. Uh, you know, he's trying to walk his comments back now. You know, good on him for trying to do that. It reflects a very deep anti-Americanism uh, that oh, is inherent in some of these left-wing politics. I mean, we uh, also, Twitch banned his stream for presumably for these comments. That's absurd. In, initially, it looked like it was an outright ban. According to his Discord, uh, Hassan Piker's Discord, though, it's a seven-day ban, not a permanent ban. So he's not gone for. That's still retarded. We can't be banning people for stuff like this. I mean, I, I shouldn't be viscerally satisfied when the outrage mob goes after leftists. But like, when it comes down to it, I don't really care what anyone says about anything yeah I, I just say whatever you want we shouldn't be deplatforming anybody for any reason um and i probably shouldn't have laughed my way through that but i i also <laughs> don't find this particularly offensive i, I don't know well it, it certainly would be hypocritical for me to do the moral grandstanding that hassan piker is talking about while producing this show for yeah. example. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell him he's a terrible person and his opinions make him a bad person and all this and that. That said, I do think his opinions suck. I think his opinions are dumb. I think his respect for this country is lacking. And I think his respect for service and sacrifice for this country is lacking. Um, and, and I actually disagree with Dan Crenshaw. I'm not saying I agree with Hassan Piker's take on 9-11 or something, but what I mean is that Dan Crenshaw's take on interventionism and his response to Tulsi Gabbard on uh, Joe Rogan's show, I'm more on Team Gabbard. Dan yeah. Crenshaw is more yeah. of the, we have to fight them there so we don't have to fight them here mentality, which he's entitled to. Listen, he, and he obviously he put the uniform on. I did not. He went over there and he confronted it head on. I did not. So I'm not trying to delegitimize well, his take. Well, he's also said just... some dumbass stuff about 2A that I I can't really get on board with. Or he's he's flirting with some, some 2A stuff. Which he did try to clarify on Rogan's show, but I'm not satisfied with the clarification yeah. either. Um, so, so I, yeah, I'm in terms of interventionism versus isolationism, I'm actually mostly against Dan right. Crenshaw in that perspective. Um, and, and just like we mentioned, uh, Hassan Piker's opinion might suck, but just like on this show that many people think about this show, it's just another spicy opinion. Yeah. And if I don't protect spicy opinions, if I'm not willing to stick up for people who are deplatformed for spicy opinions, well, I might as well just stab myself right in the heart. It's over for me if I endorse that sort of standard. Some people are ripping on Dan Crenshaw. I've not seen Dan Crenshaw try to get Piker censored. I, and I don't think uh, Crenshaw was behind the Twitch banning. I, at least I haven't seen evidence of that. But this would be a good opportunity for him to come out and be like, we shouldn't be banning people for, for reasons it, like this. Yeah, I don't know Any that reason. he said that either. I would like to see that from him. It's fine to rip Hassan Piker. I'm going to, and I have right here. I think his opinion is idiotic. But, yeah, uh, but I, would... I also I didn't like his response to it. He's like, oh, he's just talking about his his foreign policy experience. And like, this is just a triggered person. I think that was kind of a cop. He didn't really address anything that he said. I guess. But but to in fairness, Hassan Piker is not making a precise pointed argument either. There is something yeah, there true. in what he's saying. There's a little bit of meat there. And like, listen, I think that U.S. foreign policy has created an armed more terrorists. 
But that got lost in the spicy attack of like, we deserved 9-11 and ha ha, your eye fell out from a brave soldier. It was sure. not artfully phrased. And so I don't blame, imprecise. I, it was I don't imprecise. blame Crenshaw for coming back with a similarly yeah. um, substance free or lacking substance response. It was a missed uh, opportunity though. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but the answer to this, just like everything else is if you really hate Piker, don't watch Piker. I didn't. I'm not going to. I think that guy sucks. I don't want to watch his stuff, yeah. but I also don't want a standard by which his dumb opinions get him banned from Twitch. I totally agree. I mean, I think that the moral of this story is that both of these people suck. Can we agree on that? I'm still holding... <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of admiration for Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, but he's got some serious and, boomer takes. And with all he <laughs> sacrificed, like I wish that he had a more nuanced perspective about Middle Eastern involvement. Yeah, um, which he clearly does not, and then flirting with these red flag laws. I'm like, I'm know, out with I'm you, holding bro. Out like, hope. I can't. And I, th I thought he was going to explain the red flag stuff on Joe Rogan, but so he failed to do that. Well, what he said was, everyone's coming after me, and you have to understand, I'm not supporting red flag. What I'm supporting is grants for government to for local government to be more aggressive in nope. their in, in nope. their addressing of these threatening people. And it's like you're talking about giving money money yeah. to people to do red flag exactly. or at least have it easier. So yeah. it's, it's a distinction I, without much of a difference. And I wasn't satisfied. I can't get on board with that. Yeah. I can't. Uh, that said, I'm holding out hope for Crenshaw. I'm not really willing to throw him overboard just yet. I think I don't uh, know. It's something else. I'm going to get a lot of criticism for saying this. Oh no. Um, you when, sure you want to do this? Where are you going? I'm just saying, I get the impression that, uh, his he he uses his service and his injury as like it, it makes him impervious to criticism. I don't know if he is exploiting that at all. Oh, I don't get that it, impression from in him. the general public. I think people are like you can't criticize him because of what he sacrificed for this country. I don't get that. I've I've never. I've well, I'm trying to think. Has he invoked that as a way to shield? I've not really heard him do that. Maybe I'm missing. Maybe something. it's just, I don't know that he's invoked that, but maybe it's just like the perception on the right that he's impervious to criticism. Sure. Because of his I mean, service, I, I, which I don't like. Well, I will always respect everyone's service, whether you got your eye blasted out by IED or whether you sat at a desk your entire Agreed. career, you stepped up Agreed. to serve this country. That's something that I didn't do. That said, it doesn't make your, all your opinions automatically correct, of course. And so I don't think people should be afraid to criticize him for that reason. And I think if we were to ask him, he would say the same thing. I'm guessing and yeah. I'm hoping. But again, I'm Team Crenshaw. I've admired the guy ever since he ever since he ran, and especially after the way he handled the uh, the SNL episode with um, what's his face, the guy with the Hillary tattoo. I can't remember. Yeah, his but name. haven't you been disappointed with him? I was also very hopeful. I remember saying yeah. on the podcast like. He's going to be president someday. Yeah. And yeah. then I've uh, just been repeatedly disappointed by him. Like, I, I want people to come back from these traumatic experiences with a nuanced perspective for our involvement in um, in the affairs of other countries. Like, I want mm -hmm. them to be like, but I, I think that if he were president, we'd end well, up in a bit of a he, warmongering situation. He'll make an argument to you, and he's got the firsthand experience to back it up. He'll say, listen, this is why it's necessary to be involved in country A, B, and C, and we equip people who are combating terrorism there. We're mostly teaming with them and training them yeah. rather than telling them what to do. I, I'm not... Uh, he's entitled to that opinion. I, it's not... I don't know that it's a deal breaker in my vote, when you start talking about stripping me of my rights 
uh, like red Which flag law is, stuff, isn't that's he? more of a deal breaker in my vote. But I, but yeah. if you listen to Rogan, uh, I still I think he's a fundamentally reasonable guy who who can accept challenge and criticism without freaking out and be considerate of that of that concern. So my hope is still high for him, although I will admit that I am finding myself in agreement less and less over time. Yeah, I mean, I find Tulsi Gabbard more appealing. I <laughs> uh, well, Tulsi Gabbard is way worse on guns, for, for sure. example. Uh, uh, but I am so only... attracted to what she has to say about isolationism. That... Sure. I think that's the only area that I would give her an edge over Crenshaw, yeah. though, personally, for me. And also, you know, she looks hot in that white suit. This is why women shouldn't vote. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in other news... Other alt- outrage culture news or people saying ridiculous things and people being mad about it news. David Koch uh, died. I, I got back from my trip and I was like, oh, well, I guess that's the news of the week. That was like breaking at the time. I didn't know that he had been sick for some time, but apparently he has. Uh, the cause of death is not disclosed. He was 79. He's the younger brother of uh, Koch brothers fame. 79, uh, he, it's, not, it's not revealed why or how he died, but various illnesses, including prostate cancer, had affected him in recent years. Uh, he and his brother, uh, Charles, uh, of course, are multimillionaires with uh, many business operations, most famous for their many conservative and libertarian think tanks and support for conservative and libertarian political candidates. The Cato Institute and Americans for Prosperity are two of the biggest Koch-supported political operations. On Friday, Charles said... The uh, quote, the significance of David's generosity is best captured in the words of Adam Smith, who wrote to to indulge our benevolent affections constitutes the perfection of human nature. There's complexity, I think, to the Koch brothers. Everybody's kind of in a rush to make them heroes or villain villainize them. Uh, They have been massively charitable. You can say that, including $100 million in in 2007 to create a a cancer research institute at MIT and $100 million to the New York City Ballet. Uh, However, they've also supported fundamentally anti-libertarian projects like teaming up with the ADL and George Soros to create an initiative to combat hate speech on the Internet. Um, And, of course, their views, they're they're painted as like these right-wing extremists right now. Um, That's absurd. Yeah. Of course, they famously refused to endorse Trump and they've supported amnesty for illegal immigrants or at least DACA recipients. And um, despite this, of course, though, they're viewed as like the the people who make every evil right wing thing happen. And so you see the left in celebration mode this week, Uh, specifically Bill Maher, who was probably the most outspoken in celebration of David Koch's death, who said this during his opening monologue on uh, Friday. And now some, uh, some funeral news to report. Uh, yesterday, David Koch of the zillionaire Koch brothers died, please, of prostate cancer. I guess I'm going to have to reevaluate my low opinion of prostate cancer. <laughs> he was 79, but his family says they wish it could be longer, but at least he lived long enough to see the Amazon catch fire. <laughs> Condolences poured in from all the politicians he owned. (laughs) And mourners are being asked in lieu of flowers to just leave their car engine running. (laughs) As for his remains, he is asked to be cremated and have his ashes blown into a child's lungs. (laughs) I know these seem like harsh words and harsh jokes, and I'm sure I will be condemned for them. 
on Fox News, which will portray Mr. Koch as a principled libertarian who believed in the free market. He and his brother have done more than anybody to fund climate science deniers for decades. So fuck him. The Amazon is burning up. I'm glad he's dead. And I hope the end was Talk about the ADL, Bill Maher. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um... I, I'm conflicted about this. Well, this is this is the debate that we'll revisit again. When is it okay to celebrate a death? Sometimes, never. Are we are we going to moralize about this sort of thing, or do we want to protect the ability to laugh and celebrate when someone we don't like dies? What what's the standard? I mean, I don't think that death in and of itself is like some initiates you into some kind of uh, like respect cult like we're all gonna die every single one of us people need to reflect on what you've done during your life i don't think that by virtue of dying that you deserve respect um but i mean bill maher he's criticizing them for the wrong reasons the the adl is the real is the real problem here what they've done against speech and for open borders that's the real problem which not I don't their get. anti-climate science. No, that's that's not. I under, I understand the libertarian argument for open borders, eliminate the welfare state, and the borders should be open. I disagree with it, but I understand it from a libertarian perspective. I can't understand a libertarian perspective on combating hate speech on the internet. Right. That that's one that's bizarre to me. Maybe I should look into their explanation. Well, Bill Maher has talked so much about that as well. He's made it a huge part of his platform that all speech should be accepted. So it's, it's baffling to me that that's not why he would criticize him. Well, he's also, he, he drinks the climate change Kool-Aid very aggressively. Yeah. And I don't even say that as somebody, again, that's not my area of expertise, but if I'm just saying to Bill Maher, the Amazon burning or any particular negative weather or environmental effect in the world is immediately attributable to the research that David and Charles Koch funded right. because reasons. I find the morals, generally speaking aside, I find this particular case really dishonest and really hypocritical. Dishonest in that, come on, you're telling me that without Cato Institute research, we wouldn't have forest fires in the rainforest, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that the think tanks are directly connected to that sort of event. But, but also hypocritical because who is Bill Maher? Bill Maher is a rich guy who throws his money behind political causes he believes in. He famously gave a million dollars to Obama's super PAC in 2012. By the way, my perspective is that he's fully entitled under the First Amendment to yeah. do that. I'm not going to stand here and, and uh, if Bill Maher died tomorrow, I wouldn't dance on his grave and say, ha ha, he gave a million dollars to Obama who ruined the healthcare sector in this country. So fuck him. I'm glad he's dead. It's his right to do that. It's his money. It's his speech. It's his politics. If you're going to rip uh, David Koch for doing that same thing. I don't know how you can do that yourself. And I'm sure that Marr gives to charity too, but I guarantee you he doesn't give to charity on the scale that David Koch and his brother do for fundamentally non-political purposes like cancer research or the arts or things that generally everybody enjoys or benefits from. Uh, he's not doing that. So if you want to say that they've contributed the worst harm the world's ever seen climate-wise, well... Let's also talk about the benefit they've probably provided in cancer research, or at least attempted to provide in funding those who are working for your cure. Why do we ignore that side of the coin? Yeah. That said, uh, I can't moralize about this as we've discussed before. David Koch is not a guy whose death I personally would celebrate because I don't, again, I don't consider him either a hero or a villain. Um, 
But I've, as I've said before, those people exist for everybody. Mm-hmm. You have them. I have them. There is somebody, whether it's a celebrity or a person you know intimately, that if they died tomorrow, you would at least smirk a little Grinch smirk. Yeah, looking at your... you, Jared Holt, Daryl <laughs> oh Lamont God. Jenkins. I'm not naming Becca names. Becca Lewis. I'm not um, naming names. Oh, I'm, I'll name names all day. I don't care. Uh, I mean, yeah, but, but like to actually celebrate somebody's death, I mean, who was it that we've celebrated on the show? Castro. Oh, that was another. Yeah, that was another case. You have to be a um, legitimate dictator for me to be, be like, oh, let's go dance on his grave. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that others who experience happiness upon the news of someone's death are morally beneath me. I don't think there are. I think as a matter of taste, maybe the rule I'm going to go with is just like, this is sort of subjective. I don't know that everybody has to abide by this. I think maybe that like public grandstanding celebration like this is, is in poor taste, but maybe uh. private private uh, acknowledgement is a personal matter that you're entitled to. I mean, how to. bad do you have to be though? Well, that's another question is, yeah, do we... Do we take those things into consideration? Is it always wrong to celebrate death publicly or does, do we take into consideration how, yeah. quote unquote, bad the person was? If we as a nation can't celebrate the death of a dictator, then like, do I even want to be a part of that country? I mean, if somebody's really bad. Certainly we could agree that maybe like crime is a standard. Uh, David Koch, to my knowledge, was not a criminal. He just is a guy that Right. Maybe people disagreed with politically and happened to to build a bunch of wealth. But that that's the other side of that coin, too, is how did he mm. build the wealth? What yeah. did he and his brother build? Which, by the way, is a lot of companies that produce a lot of things. They were he was a chemical engineer, I believe. So it's not just the charity, too. It's a it's business producing a lot of products that a lot of people consume and employing a lot of people. You may not like his politics. But there's a you're probably consuming his products unbeknownst to you. Right. Right. And you're and you buying those products is providing people with jobs and food on the table. So, you know, it's easy to shit on a guy who you think is evil or whatever. But ah, the live chats number of casualties is the criteria. I think that's mm. fine. That's fine. Except okay, so, for but, Epstein, who's never killed anybody but raped a bunch of kids. <laughs> there are more considerations. But what's yeah. the number then? Is it one? Is it a thousand? What's the number? Maybe it depends on who you killed too. And and honestly, the people who's death i personally would smirk at and again they shall not be named the ones i'm thinking of in my head right now to my knowledge have killed nobody oh that's true me too yeah, yeah. but they've offended me personally and come after well, they've me certainly personally. they've tried to ruin my livelihood yeah that's yeah. enough for me let's be real yeah. jared holt yeah anyway uh okay what do you think? I got I got two more stories. Oh no, I got three more stories. Do you want to take another break or should we power through? Uh, let's do a few. Okay. Uh, capitalism for the win. Since we're on the topic of plateaus, you are plateau, blonde Fuhrer. Why do I call you a plateau? Because it is the highest form of flattery. I can feel the cringe already. Can't wait till you read. I didn't cringe that hard, but I was just talking about dancing on people's graves. So, um, <laughs> gotta leave Potgeiser. I don't know if I said that. Hmm. Thank you for the sanity safe space. You are very welcome. Shauna Thornton, RBG has killed more people than Hitler, Stalin, and Mao. It's fine to dance on her grave. <laughs> That's true. We'll probably, yeah, we'll probably have to address this question very shortly because you know when RBG dies, there will be no shortage of conservative or right-wing quasi-celebration. It will happen. Yeah. And like Hillary, if she died. That's true. That will be another one. But she also died years ago and is a cyborg re- resurrection of yeah. herself. Yeah. Why did they make the cyborg so pear-shaped, though? 
<laughs> I think she's really it's, still alive. But the technology is still in development. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel says, USCIS uh, um, used to say illegal aliens were subject to the draft. My mm. In my recent N-400 cases, USCIS is saying they are not, therefore not subject to the same laws as citizens and their kids are not citizens. Ah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I didn't know about that wrinkle to the to the issue. Um, BB, our, our benefactor. Oh, she's says, back. Yeah, it's been some time. Sorry, great to see you guys. Best show. Thank you so much, BB. Well, really thanks, I am BB. not going to be niggardly. Um, Kevin Flanagan <laughs> said, commies killed 100 million. That's 16 holocausts plus 100 million killed. I don't know why I, I censored his his super chat about me looking old, but I'll read that. That just says something about like my vanity. I he <laughs> he he put one at the end of last week that was so spicy. I like I almost fell back in my chair and I couldn't read it. It was so bad. You know what you wrote, Kevin, and the people who were here live, they all saw it. And people were I'm told that people in the chat were anticipating my reading of it. And yes, it was uh, it was a it was an aggressive one. <laughs> I do kind of look forward to it, uh, unless they they criticize my physical appearance, in which case you're banned. You're banned forever, like, and then you have to email me to go back in the system and unban you so you can do it again next week. I know, yeah. and, and he'll do it. Um, Mike Bob says, hey, guys, I was at the NY Air Show, got a pick with Trump's personal plane in the background and watched the F-35 demo team. Sorry wow. for the humble brag, but I know you two will get why I found why it's, found it so awesome. Um, sweet. Sounds that, like a fun time. cool. Email it to yeah. us, yeah. Um, Mr. A Wombat said, Miss you, Blonde. Glad you're back. Thank you. I'm also really glad to be back. Hungary was disgusting. Um, hmm. Just really gross. And also, the places I went to, like the food culture is weird. I'm like, I couldn't eat goulash anymore. Like, no more goulash. So, are you saying you were not, in fact, hungry and hungry? <sighs> oh my God. That made me furious. Carry on. JV dude 9061 puns are the lowest form of humor. Uh, FYI, that clip isn't from an official episode, just from the Fox Animation YouTube channel. They've had a few similar gotcha. clips in the last few years. Still a steaming hot turd. Yeah. That's... Okay, so yeah, so maybe it's something distinct from The Simpsons proper, but whatever it is, it's got the Simpsons. It, it's Simpsons animation, you know. Uh, let's do a few more. JV or Joshy boy, uh, as a great clown once said on The Simpsons. <laughs> What the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, I wish I had that sounder. Um, I'll read this to Kevin Flanagan because apparently I don't give a fuck anymore. Uh, the story is such a strange coincidence. Just last week, Zion Don told me I had to swallow for Israel. <laughs> Zion Don? God damn it. One more so we don't have to end on that one. Hi, so Napple Platypotamus. I, I can't believe I was able to say that. Hmm. A wise man once told me hating Trump means they think of him every day and they can't stop after hating. They have no choice. That's true. They do think about him so much. It's like practically. Yeah, sick. it's got to suck to live your life that way. Even um, even the most annoying leftists do not occupy that much time in my head you gotta yeah. have something else that you go do in your life and something that's more important than even politics. the people that personally attack you like how often throughout your day do you think about jared holt oh i dream of a day in which he attacks me i i, I fantasize about jared holt writing a hit piece about me yeah like yeah. stuffing his scarf into his mouth and <laughs> snuffing the life out of him that way um but yeah. you know like unless we're talking about him on the show i never Think about him, and that is somebody He's come that waged up many a times in this me. episode. So I feel kind of hypocritical. Yeah, that's now. true. It's yeah. just the I was only thinking about him because I was just talking about 
dancing on his grave um, and then killing him. This is really taking. Okay, a moving on. <laughs> Michu says, "Blonde, you killed my torso fetish. My life will be restrained to searching the oceans for a mermaid." Maybe it was a Photoshop. Zoom in closely. Renicus mm-hmm. says the upside to the Piker ban is that they aren't above the rules, even if it was a slap on the wrist. Also, to push back on the Crenshaw, uh, to push back on Crenshaw being more warhawkish, the Islamist will come for us unless we fight them. The region hasn't been stable since Sargon. Um, it, it's hard for me to say. I have no doubt that they do the, the Bushism of like, they hate us for our freedom. I used to think that was so dumb, but I do think that that's true. I do think they hate Western ideology and I do think they hate an ideology of freedom. Yeah. My question is how much work are they willing to put in? I suppose they did in fact do 9-11, so it's not as though they can't come here. But I... I tend to believe that if we left them mostly alone, they would war among themselves into infinity. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. And it's it's crazy because I used to kind of think this like when I was in high school and now I've kind of come back full circle. Like when I started this channel, I was vehemently anti-Muslim. But now I'm like, we really have done a lot of terrible things to their countries. I understand why they're so pissed off. I mean, they hate our way of life and they want to infiltrate our communities. They want to move here and, you know, change our way of life. So I'm not into that. But at the same time, I kind of understand that if we didn't stoke the flame so much, maybe, maybe we wouldn't be. We deserve 9-11. You heard it here. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. Um, (laughs) But I've I've taken, I've taken a more nuanced approach. And of course, because they're a patriarchy, I kind of appreciate it. It all happened with the Birmingham pushback. In oh, the, in the, did you see that um, on Sargon's channel? He interviewed that main guy from that Muslim group protesting oh, really? the schools. It was like an hour long interview with that guy. It's pretty good. You should I check mean, it out. It's just like at that moment, I was like, oh my God, do I have common ground with Islamists? Yeah. Is, is this what's happening right now? That was the ultimate blonde meme was when you see the silver lining of the Islamic takeover, because at least then there will be patriarchy. It was like my world fell apart because yeah. I, because I, I realized like I hate modernity so much that, <laughs> that I will start to shill for a patriarchal culture that wants to subjugate me. <laughs> yes. Even if it means burqa wearing fair what? trade. Uh, yeah. Phil says Piker is nothing more than a visitor to this fair country of ours. And we do a disservice. We do a disservice to our forefathers every day. We allow him to stay here. Ooh. I don't know his story, but that you're trying to outspice uh, Piker right there. Crenshaw's flip flop on two. Hey, two a has been noticed by the veteran community and it's not playing well. Hopefully he, um, I, I I'm going to maintain hope that he sees the light and comes around on some of this stuff. That's my official hope, but yeah, I don't know. Matt Vicari says Dan Crenshaw is John McCain's reincarnation. And I think Matt's a veteran too, if I'm not mistaken, unless I'm confusing him with somebody else. They both so, have some serious neocon undertones. I, I hmm. see the comparison. Redicus says Crenshaw also needs to look up the various cases of red flag laws ending in death due to there being no due process. He has to come to terms with those laws and talking about Mar, the, Amazon fires are agricultural and the world is burning is a lie. I haven't followed the story on the Amazon fires very closely. So I I just don't even know. Um, But in terms of the red flag, uh, red flag accidents or bad red flag cases, got another one coming up a little bit later in the show here. Walsey says Bill Maher is just another SJW who replaced his heart with leftist politics. He, he does have a weird 
record on this outrage culture stuff. On the one hand, he does give the finger to people when they come after him for being offensive, but then yeah. he totally caved when he used the N-word in a joke and brought Ice Cube or was it Ice Tea? I can I confuse my ices. Which ice guy? It was, was Ice Tea. He brought on the show to to flog him for yeah. using the N-word. That was that was horrible and that's where I jumped off the train for good as yeah. someone who formerly watched that show every week. Ice Cube. It was Ice, ice Cube. Cube. Okay. Bill Which says, one Co- is married to that chick, the buxom chick? Let me know in the live chat. Oh, I don't know. Phil says, Coke may not have technically been a criminal, but advocating and working for the continued destruction of the American nation by opening the borders should be treated as a crime. Um, I definitely disagree with his perspective on borders. I'm not sure what they've advocated. Have they? Well, I guess they have advocated amnesty for DACA recipients at a bare minimum. Uh, so are they advocating crime? That I used to be strictly that, speaking. They're advocating a change in the treasonous. law. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I don't. I want to be fair in terms of advocating lawlessness versus advocating a change in the law. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, all I can say is I definitely disagree with the perspective. Okay, uh, it was Ice Cube, and Ice T is married to Coco. Who the hell is Coco? She's got like got the craziest body. You should Google her when I do my next super chat break. Okay, remind me. Now, let me uh, see if I can open up the treasure chest on DLive. They probably are going to say no, but uh, I'll still try. Do, 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 do. Oh, wait, it did open. Or didn't it? I don't. It's stupid DLive. They're already taking up too much time. All right, I think it opened. Sorry. Coco and great, great, great production. Super I proud know. of running this show. Her <laughs> boobs are just, they're the biggest boobs I've ever seen. Okay, now I gotta see. I mean, I don't know I what to say. F- They've been married for like twenty years, so good. For I them. assume they're fake, then. Oh yeah, she's got some tiggled. Oh, these are just titties. silly. I mean, come on. What it? This she looks like a even more poorly proportioned. Um, what's her name? Uh, the the former like Playboy bunny who died like two thousand nine. Nicole, whatever. She looks know. like that. Yeah, I mean, she looks like a porn star, but they also have been married for like a really long Anna time. Anna Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole, Anna Smith. Nicole Smith. Yeah, she looks like a poorly proportioned Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, so whatever is working for them, I don't know. Hmm. Well, uh, okay, let's uh, let's move on to our final three topics tonight. This is a really serious show. We talk about the serious stuff, and show. we're going to get very serious because uh, there there's a rise in in youth youth hate acts or youth Nazi acts. Let me pull up the article here. This from, uh, well, there's two, there's two cases this week. This one from uh, orange County as covered by the LA times <laughs> Nazi acts by youth loom over an increasingly diverse orange <laughs> County. So that's, that's why this is happening is because orange County is so diverse and all the white youth are becoming increasingly ethnocentric and enraged by the brownness around them. So these Nazi acts that are looming over Orange County, according to the LA Times, are this. Uh, In March, partying students from Newport Beach and Costa Mesa gave a Sig Heil salute to a bunch of red plastic cups arranged in a swastika. I think we mentioned that at the time. I can't remember. The playing beer pong with swastika arranged cups is uh, a sign that you are on board with the, the Fourth Reich. The same month, Pacifica High School students in Garden Grove raised a Nazi salute while singing a Nazi marching song at an off-campus athletic event. This week, it's returning to the news this week because a Snapchat video recording was sent to the Daily Beast. It is um, it is in this article, 
I, I wonder if I, anyway, let me see if I can play it. Did you have a chance to see the? Uh, oh yeah, it's hilarious. I got to get through the stupid ad here, but then I'll let it run. There's not a lot of sound, or they don't. Can you hear anything in the video, or is it just the image mm, of them doing it? I don't it? think so. Okay, let me. Uh, we'll get through the stupid ad, and then it'll play, so you can see. Um, the Garden Grove School District officials have learned of other videos and multiple allegations of students engaged in hate speech. Engaged in hate speech. Here they are at their weird student athletic event. I don't even, I can't, this one is the weirdest one because the, the rest of these are clearly trolly and stupid. I don't know what the hell these kids are doing, but they're all on their phones and they're all recording it. And it's kind of like, well, if you were actually having a secret Nazi meeting, why the hell are you on your phone recording it and laughing yeah. about it? This is, this is what's got them all up in arms. Uh, the, as the LA times reports, there are quote tensions between a rapidly diversifying populace and racist elements deeply seated in its history. But how are Nazis deeply seated in American history? The American history is fighting the Nazis. I don't understand how this is going to be treated as foundational to this country, but that's, that's what they're going with. And, uh, <laughs> this is just the LA times article. This one, I actually think this one is far funnier. This one at universal studios. Oh yeah. Just cause the image is far funnier. <laughs> Headline from Yahoo universal studios. Orlando says appalling guests who used Nazi salute on roller coaster are not allowed to return. Here they are. These, <laughs> these Hitler youth, they were, uh, they were, giving the okay sign and uh, a Hitler salute <laughs> Hitler salute on the revenge of the mummy ride. The ride's camera snapped the image of these four young people. And hilariously, the photo was posted to the universal Orlando annual pass holders, Facebook page. So they must have some automated system by which the, the cameras that you can, the, that snap the pictures you can buy when you're on the ride. I've seen that at like splash mountain at Disneyland, I think is the one in orange. Anyway, they take the, your picture on the, on the, on the ride and you can buy the picture later. Well, these people did the Nazis, the okay sign of the Nazi salute. That is so funny. This makes me love <laughs> zoomers. I looked at this image for like five minutes today, just laughing, <laughs> laughing at it because of their commitment to the bit. Like all of their elbows are locked out and they have perfect form on their hand sign. Show me you that know? again. What did they look like? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this. I can't get it all in this. Just like that. <laughs> A spokesman for Universal Studios Orlando says, quote, hate has no place here. We have no tolerance for any display of hatred within our destination. We stand for diversity, inclusion, and respect. This photo is appalling, and we pulled it from our Facebook page as soon as we became aware of it. Any guest using hate speech or displaying hate symbols will be immediately removed from our destination and not allowed to return. Well, to be fair, though, they're the ones who made this hate publicly visible. It is yeah. Universal Studios automated system that subjected us all to this hateful site. So why aren't they punishing? Like, I wonder if someone will be fired over this. Somebody who wrote. Who, Come on. If, you, if you're going to apply the same standard to these people, to your internal workforce that allowed this to happen, someone should be fired. This is, I mean, these are just trolley kids. Oh, I, yeah. This is what, okay, we all have to get in the head of gener Gen Z because boomers will look at this and be like, why would they ruin their lives by doing something like this? But, like, look at Gen Z. They've inherited a garbage economy because boomers ruined everything. They don't have any hope for a good job anyway because they're drowning in debt. All they have is their sense of humor and their trolley, edgy, spicy spirit and I love it. I think this is so fantastic. Good for them. 
A friendly reminder, if you're a boomer who is mad, mad about Blonde's anti-boomer Please takes. send me an email about how you're going to unsubscribe <laughs> from my channel. Please. Did you see this tweet from a reporter? No. In uh, Florida? It's, it's in the, uh, if you want to click it, it's in the sources there, reporter's tweet. But she, I saw, this is how I learned of the story. She posted this. It says, we've blurred their faces because they could be juveniles and have not been charged. And she posts the picture with their censored faces. It's like everybody, including myself, is is responding. Charged with what? Yeah. What the hell would be the charge in this case? Oh, thank you for blurring their faces and not outing these these thought criminals. And then she said he responded, they were not charged with any crime. Like these people think that this is an actual crime. They must. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So someone asks, charged with what? And yeah, they were not charged with any. But I bet if you ask the average American, like, is hate speech a crime? I bet a <laughs> disappointing, a disappointingly sizable portion of them would say, well, yes, of course. My God. And more embarrassingly still, one guy asks charged with dot, 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 question mark. She responds, they were not charged with any crime. Another guy asks charged with what question mark. She responds again. They have not been charged <laughs> with any crime. They're not asking you. About she said a it a third time. Did she? Yeah. Oh my God, she did. What an idiot. No, and they're a fourth you, time. She they're just asking keeps you saying it. What? Yeah. Oh my God. They're asking you what crime they should have been charged with. Yeah. Or could have been charged with. Or what, what charges were pending. Dude. <laughs> like, we have reached this point with social media exposure that you can no longer ruin people's lives for stuff like this, I think. I mean, I think we're, we're about there. Like if, if you owned a business and you saw that somebody had done this when they were 16 or whatever, would you be like, I'm not going to hire you? Like, I would just Any be like, one of these people is welcome to apply to be my personal assistant slash intern. I, yeah, would happily, I, just, I just don't care. That's, a, that's an asset on your resume if you have that there. I care about that way more than like, I got a degree in feminist theory from yeah. such and such school. I'd be like, this person yeah. would be really fun to work with and I could say whatever I want around them yes. all the time. Yeah. Because they already did this in public. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the thing that these people have to think about. Yeah. Because the question again is, is there actually a rise in youth hate in this country? Or is this sort of reaction exactly the sort of fuel that these people are looking the, the, the fuel that 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 fuels their their effort in doing this? If you don't react yeah. If you don't post idiotic things like we've blurred their faces because they've not been charged with a crime, they, they, this sort of thing is a lot less powerful. If nobody cares, like if I had just seen that picture, yeah, I'd laugh. I would laugh and I'd say that's funny, but the reaction to it makes it so much funnier. And it means the next round of kids who are trying to get a reaction. This is just like listening to Elvis and it, it's bad because he thrusts his hips, yeah. you know, in prior decades. Don't listen to the rock and roll. It, it's it's degenerate and it, you know, it, it causes you to think impure thoughts and stuff. This is that same sort of effect. The more that parents and authority figures say you can't do this particular gesture, the more of that gesture you're going to get. You yeah. have to learn to just say, yeah, I don't, I don't care that they did that. Yeah, I really. Like I don't care. Like a 50-year-old minority is going to make them reevaluate their life decisions <laughs> and what they've done here. It's like we the the further we get from understanding Gen Z, like they're just going to keep pushing us away and reacting to us in this way. I mean, we have to understand that, th that this is their sense of humor. They're going to be like this. They're yeah. going to be edgy. 
because they're a reaction to a uh, to widespread censorship. I mean, obviously, this is right. what's going to happen. It's, it's like if, if you're a, a millennial, your parents were telling you not to listen to metal or something like right. that. You're and, and so you wanted to listen to it more. You want to whatever. It's the same effect. It doesn't matter if it's the OK sign or the Heil Hitler salute or metal music. Yeah. The more you try to control the youth, the more they're going to do the thing that you're trying to control. So just sit back and I wonder if these kids are freaking the power out right that now. Thing has. I hope not. I mean, I'm sure they're docs already and stuff. Oh, no, I don't think they care. I, th- I think they are fully aware of the effect that this would produce and they're happy to see it. They look like so. some alternative kids, you know, like the hmm. way they're dressed and stuff like that. And, you know, they had a conversation. They had to have had a conversation. This was well planned. They're yes. all fully committed. They are committed. And then they knew there was going to be a picture taken and they knew that the picture would be leaked to the media because that's how it goes. Um, so I yeah. bet they're just laughing their asses off smoking weed right now and talking about how hilarious this is well speaking of memes gone wrong apparently we i I try we've been talking about red flag laws and of course it's come up tonight with dan crenshaw but red flag laws generally in response to the the push for them in response to the mass shooting events and of course they already exist in some states i think it's 17 states where they exist and the country's on edge about shootings uh somewhat justifiably so nobody wants to see more of these things and you're thinking is that crazy guy I know down the street, the next to do this, I get being on edge. The question is the systems we have in place to ensure that justice is served and justice is not too heavy handed for people who have not in fact committed crimes. Well, if you're curious how red flag laws are going to work out, uh, we have some bad evidence so far. And and there've been several reports in the last week or two about um, mass shooting attempt uh, or, or uh, possible mass shooting thwarted. Right. And I've looked at some of these, and in some cases, it is generally people saying some sketchy stuff uh, and then the, the police intervening. But the point is, in a lot of cases that I've seen, they're being charged with criminal threats. Hmm. And th- that's not what's happening here. So, again, I, I want to draw a distinction between criminal threat and red flag law where you're going to seize firearms without due process. Criminal threat is, you know, it can get gray. If you go on Discord and say, like, lol school shootings are funny and then they show up at your house you have a debate there about what is direct incitement right. and, and all that it's not what we're talking about here in this case we're talking about actually seizing firearms before a man has had his day in court so connecticut of course does in fact have a red flag law i think they have for several years in fact uh, and in connecticut a man with a history of spicy social media posts and I've looked at some of these and they are they are spicy. They would make maybe our super chat blush at times, I would say. They're anti-transgender Seriously? posts. Uh, they, they use racial slurs and they're anti-transgender posts. Like what um, level of racial slur? The N-word. Okay. The N-word. Uh, this guy, and, and I don't know how old the posts were. I think this guy's 22. The son in question in this case. His name is Brandon Wagshall. And he had his home raided by the FBI and local police upon a tip Apparently, a, a tip prompted by a meme that he had bought a 30-round magazine from out of state. 30-round magazines, sometimes called high-capacity magazines, which in fact are standard-capacity magazines, are illegal in Connecticut. Authorities confiscated a 40 caliber handgun and a 22 rifle, firearms, optics, lights, and lasers, and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. They also recovered titanium body armor and tactical attire. So two guns and nothing else that was illegal. 
And we're uh, talking but, about no specific threat. Like we'll I'm going to do. Yeah, we'll get into that in a moment because it's that's what's really absent in this case. Making matters more ridiculous, the firearms that were seized are not in fact his. They're his dad's. But he had access. The kid had access to them. So they were seized by the police, even though they were registered in the state of Connecticut as required by state law to his father, who was legally in, in legal possession of them. Mm. So, okay. We, even if the kid did make a threat, we're still talking about taking someone else's firearms on account of someone else's threat. Yeah. That's a sketchy standard. But CNN and the Washington Post reported that this Brandon kid made a threat to commit a mass shooting. But neither source or quote the actual threat. Local reporting and a local police lieutenant said the same thing, that he made a threat to commit a, a mass shooting. But Brandon's lawyer says the police have failed to cite any actual, cite or quote any actual threat at all. They believe that the report, the, the initial red flag report was made based on this meme that you see on your screen of Darth Sidious, a meme about... Uh, fighting federal agencies when they try to take your weapons. So it basically says, um, the, the meme says, when the alphabet boys bust in through your door thinking you just have a few coat hanger sears. So you play along before breaking out the belt-fed boogaloo toys. <laughs> so the gag is like, yeah, they come to your house for small-scale stuff and you have big guns. And uh, it's, that's clearly yeah. insufficient. There's no specific threat. You know what this reminds no. me of? That Coast Guard guy. Um, oh yeah. Do you remember, do you guys remember, uh, he had like some, was it a Google doc or something like yeah, that? Yeah. And it said, it, yeah, I'll never forget. Cause it was, um, it said, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, it said Richard Blumenthal, no, Richard Blumen Jew. When, when Jumenthal the, is the uh, obvious way. Right. Yeah. A real missed opportunity. That's his real guard. crime. Yeah. Um, but even that I think had more basis than this. Well, there's no, where there is at least a quasi-threatening statement made, I can understand investigation of the threat. In this case, you may disagree with the meme or think it's not funny or it is funny, but what he's saying is, when someone comes to raid my home, this is how I will respond. That's right. not saying I'm coming to you to be to initiate violence against you. Anyway, it's also not even clear that Brandon got the 30-round mags. He says he purchased them or ordered them, but it's unclear if they were actually in his possession. They're not listed in the things that were confiscated. Uh, anyway, just to recap in this story, someone in your household posting spicy memes and intent to buy potentially illegally configured guns is enough to get your guns confiscated without due process. So enjoy your massive legal bill for doing absolutely nothing wrong and being in just exercising your rights, being in full compliance. This is sufficient grounds or the same grounds that both of our guns could be confiscated. I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I have, I have privately made all sorts of jokes about Ruby Ridge, for example, or Waco or what I believe to be ATF or FBI overreach. Yeah. I don't really share those things publicly for this exact reason that like, something taken the wrong way is a way to get a knock on your door. So I, yeah, I try to be conscious of that. I said all that stuff about Meghan Markle. So <laughs> they're coming. So they're coming knocking on your, <laughs> but, but imagine that too. It's like um, in, in your case, let's say that you did say something too spicy and they come to take your husband's firearms. 
I oh. mean, that that's that's ridiculous. I don't think he'd be okay with that. No, uh, I, I, this is a standard that um, that is wrong on on many many levels. I mean, we're not just talking about this Brandon kid's rights being violated unjustifiably, but his father, who right. by the way, again went to, in my view, the uncon. He went to the effort to comply with, in my view, Connecticut's unconstitutional standards, registering his firearms, mm-hmm. making sure he doesn't have too many, too many, uh, too many rounds in his magazine, or right, the amount right. of, what did Joe Biden say, the amount of clips in a gun? He complied with the amount of clips in a gun law in Connecticut. And imagine doing this to uh, like a standard gun owner, gun-owning conservative in Idaho or something like that. Like you will have a Ruby Ridge situation on your hands. Ruby Ridge was, in fact, in Idaho. Yeah. I mean, in Connecticut, it's going to be a different situation than if you do it in like a deep red state. Yeah. So we'll see how this plays out. But uh, I don't like it. And and as I as I mentioned, we discussed red flag laws previously, too. A lot of a lot of this is just too new to have any data on whether it actually works or not. But I'm waiting to see the success stories, not success stories of threat investigated threat deemed criminal person arrested in court for making criminal threat. I mean, success stories of like, we took their guns and everything worked out great. I don't know how you could possibly quantify that anyway. It's difficult again, because these aren't matters that are adjudicated in court, at least in the traditional sense. It's just a judge saying, yeah, all right, go take his guns. Here's an order. Um, I mean, they can't even properly quantify the amount of people that have died in mass shootings that, that have actually died. You know, mm-hmm. like how can they possibly quantify how much they've prevented? There's, well, and it is, know. yes, this is the same thing that make it difficult to track, say, defensive use of firearms, even though we have plenty of news stories aggregated. But tracking things that didn't happen, tracking things that were prevented is obviously more difficult than tracking things that did. So, I mean, I, I, I oppose red flag on principle, regardless of whether you can show me statistically that it's effective or not. I don't I don't endorse violating people's rights so long as it's statistically effective, but I'm not convinced that it is statistically effective either. Yeah, I mean, this is a real problem. And, and we've talked on the show uh, before about um, having a mental health standard. And you were right about that. I was wrong about it. I was like, well, if somebody's schizophrenic or something, you you clearly, you know, there there clearly should be standards like that. But then it's it's like, where's the line? Like, it would, would they have say, to be like, it would have, yeah, it have to be like condition by condition defined, right? You I, know, it would have to be some kind of dissociative disorder. But they could say, I mean, I guess it's feasible. They could say these Orlando kids have some kind of mental illness. Yeah, and that's the thing is that again is a is a a label or an assignment that is not adjudicated through due process. It's just what if psychiatrist guy says so because he went to Stanford and he's really smart or something. Right. And look at what that psychiatrist said about Donald Trump. That yeah. He's going to kill more people than Hitler, Mao and Stalin combined. Yeah. yeah. Who is going to be deciding? Hmm. Ooh, so, I don't like this at all. Yeah, we'll have to see how the red flag stuff plays out. This is a this is a great example of I I would I would love to hear Dan Crenshaw respond to this sort of case, uh, and, and not even in a gotcha way. I just wonder what he would say about this sort of thing mm-hmm. because, as I understand, the TAPS Act is meant to provide. If I'm I might be saying the name incorrectly, I think that's the name of the bill. But the bill he's supporting would in fact provide resources for local governments to do this exact sort of thing. Oh. This is how this, it's begun, hasn't it? Don't post any memes about it or they'll come knocking. If, but if we all post memes, <laughs> if we all do an okay sign and zig heil, <laughs> then maybe we can maybe. save this country, right? 
All right, I got uh, one more thing before we're out of here. Be back a half hour from now. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. It's always backwards. You think they'll notice? As always, fight me, Pink Panther copyright holders. (laughs) This is not, in fact, the nobody saw it happen case, because... That's what differentiates this one. People did see it happen, and it's not the uh, Trump's America case either. It's, in fact, what Andrew Shears Canada. That's what we're supposed to believe. This case, as I mentioned, is a week or two old, but it is hilarious, so I have to revisit it. Thanks to those of you who sent it to me in email and elsewhere. Uh, based on a video clip, it was originally reported that there was a woman standing outside of Toronto City Hall hurling racist abuse at a Mm. filming passerby, urging people to vote for Andrew Scheer, a member of Canadian Parliament and leader of the Conservative Party. So this is uh, what that footage looks like. I can't believe you're real. You're actually real. You're real. Get the fuck home! So I think she's calling him a racial slur and telling him to go home, really? I believe, but she's spitting on him, obviously. Hmm. Now, of course, she has a the, suspicious looking face. The uh, I can't believe that someone would have that much hate in their heart. Good God. Uh, OK, so anyway, um. So, of course, this gets the same sort of reaction it gets in the United States. People jump all over this for political opportunism. The uh, chief political correspondent for Global News urged Scheer to denounce the scene, the politician that she's allegedly supporting. That that politician, Andrew Scheer, did go to Twitter and condemn the uh, this person said, I, I don't know who this woman is, but there's no place in our party or our country for her hateful language. I condemn her behavior and her racist comments. Uh, the the reporting team over at uh, the Post Millennial dug into who this person is. She's now identified as Talia Davidson, a Toronto writer. The Post Millennial was able to recover a cache of her short story blog where she wrote about her appreciation and love for other cultures. It's funny that these things were rapidly disappearing from the internet at the same time this video happened and was posted. Uh, her Facebook post or her Facebook page that the post millennial investigated is still active, but it only has posts dating back to like two days before this event itself actually happened. But the, the page has existed. Oh, and she also says like vote sheer vote for patriarchy vote for good versus evil <laughs> conservative values for our beautiful country and its daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, but the rest of the posts prior are deleted and this page has existed for like, uh, since like 2015. So the question is what happened to the rest of the posts and the post millennial recovered some of those older posts, including uh, Davidson had commented on a new uh, now Toronto article decrying Islamophobia and comparing bras to hijabs. So hijabs bras are just as oppress- oppressive as hijabs is the idea. In 2018, she posted a job opening for a restaurant that she was uh, managing, I believe. And she encouraged immigrants to apply as a, uh-huh. you know, a, a very staunch nationalist, ethno-nationalist person would. She really should have outsourced this. <laughs> 
she really should have she really should have supported the patriarchy and you know had a man do it for her in proper for form. real this is just not <laughs> believable at all well, I will say, like I said, going, doing the acting job is a step above a lot of the lazier hoax hates that we've seen in recent years. I mean, so, it, it, like, it comes down to it. It's like deciding if you're going to kill your own wife or if you're going to hire somebody to, to kill your wife for you. Like, this is one of those situations where she probably would have gotten away with it if she would have hired like a more convincing Aryan looking actor to do this for her. This is yeah. just so patently absurd. So was the person that was filming also behind it or did she actually spit in somebody's face? No, I think as I understand that person was just a passerby, but oh, I don't okay. think that person was involved in the hoax, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, more and more in her social media history, her couch surfing profile. I'm not familiar with couch surfing, but she listed herself as a member of a libertarian socialism group, whatever that means. That, that, is, seems like that doesn't exist. That's not a thing. contradiction in terms. But one would think that that's not a like a, an ethno-nationalist type person in any case. She also responded to a conservative party candidate promo, uh, vote for this guy type post on Facebook. And she just wrote, no. I mean, I guess she could dislike him for other reasons, but... Who knows? Anyway, all of these collectively suggest, of course, that this is just a hardcore commitment to the bit, that she, in fact, is a leftist who is trying to create the image of the, who's trying to give people the, the idea that the specter of this person is, in fact, out there, that people who are so racist, they just spit in black people's faces. It tells you a greater truth about society, though, so it doesn't matter that she's totally lying her ass off. Oh, and here's another layer to the commitment to the bit, too. Whatever is going on here, she was, in fact, arrested for assault, including three counts of assault on a police officer. So there must have been some struggle when the police came by. That's the one thing that makes me wonder, like, do they have this wrong? Because to be so committed to your hoax hate that you'd, willing to, you'd be willing to give yourself a criminal record in pursuit of it, that's, that's some next-level derangement, if uh, that's, yeah. in fact... People will light themselves on fire for causes. I'm Burn pretty sure she can take a few charges. Kill their own dog and that kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully more information comes out on this, but it would seem that either her politics have radically changed for unknown reasons on a very short-term basis, or she's the most committed hoax hate, hate person outside of the people who are burning down their homes. Oh my God. You be the judge. Everybody That's should throw super chat money at us just for me keeping my <laughs> mouth shut. <laughs> during that segment yeah it's getting harder and harder um <laughs> is that our last segment uh yeah that's all i got all right man kevin flanagan i i can't nothing about roaming millennial okay is he going hard on her again yeah yeah he did that last week that that was the one i couldn't read was just out of control um thinking of trump every day uh -huh. Markod says Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a brain in a jar powered by a car battery. Change my mind. I buy it. That's uh, that's it's more believable than the mainstream report of she's just fine working from home. Yeah, totally fine. Uh, Polaris five eighty nine. Matt and I made love in a voting booth right after swallowing a little Joe. <laughs> It's, you got to do what you got to do. Set aside your principles and swallow a little Joe. Oh, mm. make that into a bumper sticker. Please. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Swallow a little Joe. Shut up and take my money. And then his face could be like the little sperm. <laughs> too, that's one step too far. I like it. I, I like it. <laughs> um, True blue gem. Matt, you are beautiful. 
Oh, thank you. Love you, you. Well, thanks uh, for tuning in. People in the live chat were saying that you look really handsome and that you've lost weight. It's probably because he nearly died in a mountain. Actually, no, I did. I did. Uh, I truth be told, I did try to trim down just a hair for that trip specifically. So oh. thank you for noticing. Well, they, they noticed talking yeah. about how cut you are or something. Uh, Demonic Beast Megatron 94. Shameless plug incoming. A couple of my friends res- recently started a podcast called Academic Alehouse. Oh, I hope they get drunk. Hmm. They cover politics and history while down- drowning alcohol, downing alcohol. It's still new and needs more viewers to help get it off the ground. We will gladly um, shill for you. Let's see. Academic Alehouse. Check it out. Mm. I guess it's on YouTube. A bomb dropped on me. says, Matt, never lose your principles. Blonde, stay fashy. Perfect (laughs) balance. We try. Who's going to win out? One day, one of us has to win out. (laughs) I know. You got to take your pick. Luke H. says, hey, blonde, uh, praying for you and your Catholic coming home journey. Is your husband in the same place? Hope you enjoyed the beautiful churches in Europe. I'm trying. I've had a a week filled with doubt let's let's say that yeah. i am trying to get my husband on board but he's um not super receptive uh ray sharple says if you get a chance watch the tim pool glenn beck podcast that aired yesterday really great insight into how we got to this level of insanity oh, wow. in the future of tech and our lives I, I, will. I didn't hear anything about that is that uh, who who hosted it must maybe it's on glenn beck's platforms because i didn't see anything Kevin about it. flanagan I'll read this because I haven't read the last three that you sent. Oh, no. Piker's right. We do still fund the people who did 9-11. We gave them $38 billion this year. Uh, presented without comment. Um, Joel Dykeman, Hassan, I mean, Chang's nephew is a generic dude bro that happened to drink the progressive Kool-Aid. Is he? I, I, I mean, just, he seems like a dude bro. I just... Uh... I gotta try to be fair to him. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just dump on him overall because I just don't know. I just haven't listened to much... That uh, that he said. Um, not today says, yeah. If it's between Cringe Shaw and Piker, I'm going to have to side with the honest young youngest Turk over mm-hmm. Junior McCain. Ayo. Oh come on, I can't I can't side <laughs> with him. Well, it depends. Side with him in what way? Wow. Like I'm not going to side with his spicy like we deserve 9/11 and haha. Your well, every once stuff. in a while, the far left and the far far right will converge on something that they can agree on yeah well it's interesting it's like the the take that by protecting all speech you somehow endorse nazis well they say the same thing like i want to protect hassan piker's speech and he has pictures of himself with like hammer and sickle stuff does that make me a communist i mean i want to protect his ridiculous speech in the same way i want to protect the speech of the kids throwing up the heil hitler salute But will I get the same accusation thrown at me? You know, uh, I doubt it. Nobody, nobody on the right is going to accuse me of being a communist for saying, I don't think that Hassan Piker's right. ban from Twitch is justified. But plenty of people will accuse you of being a Nazi because you actually did a Nazi salute on the show tonight. And because I don't think those kids deserve criminal charges like that reporter. That's so think. insane. Yeah. Um, Barry Cabot says, finally catching you guys live. Longtime fan of the show. Keep up the good work. Oh, and Matt and I have never made love yet, but we will. <laughs> One day. Get, get in line. Join the club. The S-Foil. Never noticed it before, but when he gets worked up, Hassan Piker is a lispy racketeer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is, that, is that kind of his bit? I wonder if that was out of character, if that's usually how his streams are. I don't know. I have no idea because I've literally never watched anything hmm. he's ever done except for a few clips in the Young Turks. Um, the human shrug says Hassan is ethnically Muslim. His self-proclaimed religion, however, is communism. Not even joking. A that, Muslim communist. Is How there is a such thing as ethnically Muslim though? Mm, 
I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, though. Uh, Mike, Bob, whoever asked that nasty question to Matt about the red flag laws, you just made him another 10 bucks. Yes, it was indeed. No, I, I, I'm actually going to assume that was well-intentioned. No, be I, I, I didn't read half of it. It was. Oh, it wasn't. There was more to it. Well, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess thanks for supporting the show, but I, I, I don't know why you'd want to take a shot in that way uh, if that's what you're doing. But I, all right, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Supreme Horizon, cool you guys can joke about right-wing death squads but get uncomfortable over giving training and equipment to law enforcement to uphold the Constitution. Priorities are totally in order, right? I don't even know what he's referring to. Wait, read it one more time. Cool you guys can joke about right-wing death squads but get uncomfortable over giving training and equipment to law enforcement to uphold the Constitution. How is how are red flag laws upholding the Constitution? The exact is that what he's talking about? The, the whole point is that people should be free to joke about such things without having law enforcement raid their homes. I'm the one siding with the Constitution in that take. I think that predates the discussion we had about red flag laws. Well, I don't know. I mean, yes, right wing death squads are joked about on this show. And that's exactly the reason I want to protect people like Hassan Piker. And that's exactly the reason I don't want people posting spicy Darth Sidious memes having their homes raided. Because but I don't this want still doesn't make any raided. sense. Get uncomfortable over giving training and equipment to law enforcement to uphold yeah, the that's constitution. The, that's the law that Dan Crenshaw is supporting. But I disagree oh, so with the premise. A, this is a, to the Dan Crenshaw. I, I disagree fundamentally with the premise that that is upholding the constitution. What portion of the, of the constitution is that upholding? The right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure? No. The right not to have your, the right to bear arms uninfringed? No. The right to free speech, to say what you believe to be true and to make jokes accordingly? No. So please enlighten me. Which portion of the Bill of Rights in the Constitution do you believe the TAPS Act upholds? I look forward to your next Super Chat. Look how mad he is. Every look. He's so mad. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe I'm misunderstanding. I always leave, I will say, I always want to leave that, uh, because sometimes we just misunderstand the super chats. We've had that happen before. Oh no, that guy was being a dick. All right, whatever. But I, but that's the thing is I don't understand why would you want to be a dick and give money? That's what I don't get. To get it read, it's more valuable than <laughs> money. I guess. Okay, okay. I guess. Um, I had to reload, so now I don't know where I am. Who was the douche that just said that? Oh, Supreme Horizon. Okay, Kevin Flanagan. Kevin, I can't. Uh-oh. I can't. A Canadian conservative uh, check facts. The Amazon is burning less today than it was in 2013. I've heard that people saying it's happened uh, every so often over the last few decades. I, I'm, I'm sure that's probably true, but I just don't know. Um, Marquad also says the Amazon is burning. It burned every year. 10 years ago, it was way worse. Same thing with climate change. The climate is changing. It's been changing the past 4 billion years. Framing. Hmm. Not today. I think it's time we finally acknowledge that the next time one of you is out for a week, Y'all need to tap Kevin Flanagan for the sub dudes of hero <laughs> and your shows had a good run anyway. Uh, dude, I would love to have Kevin Flanagan on the show. If Kevin Flanagan, um, that'd be so I mean, funny. He could call in on a Wednesday. I, I legitimately would be nervous cause I think he might get us booted offline, but I open invitation. I'll give it a chance. Kevin Flanagan. You don't even have to show your face, Kevin. No, he wouldn't have to. But the thing is, how would we verify that it's him? We'd have to, because mm. we've just opened the door for someone to impersonate him. That's true. And I'm going to have to think of a way, if it were to happen, that I can verify that it is the, the real him. does have a really specific style. There's got to be a way, though. There's got to be a way to make sure it's not an imposter. This was a mistake. Um, 
Johnny Boy Quick Draw. Uh, not to blow your mind, but check out the channel Control Shift Face on YouTube. Also search it for this person does not exist. All one word online. Um, I've heard about this. It's it's the deep fake. Hmm. Uh, there's also like a, a Natalie Portman deep fake pornography that's apparently so incredibly convincing. I mean, this is coming for everybody. Hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, to the extent that the technology is developing to produce it, I bet there will probably be some corresponding technology to disprove it. But I don't know what that would look like. I don't know. It's going to be used to ruin people's lives, ruin people's marriages, to make them to make people think that they've said things that they haven't done or done things that they hmm. haven't done. Like, I think this is just going to be such a disaster. Well, so far, I mean, the, the video examples I've seen have always just been a, a little off such that you could tell that they're kind of wrong. Did you see the one but, with either key or peel as Obama? And there was recently one with um, Bill Hader impersonating Tom Cruise. That was fairly convincing. I've the seen ones that like, if I didn't know who the people were, I never would have known. Yeah. The thing with the voice one of Jordan Peterson is there's no visual element. And the voice I think is easier to make super convincing over the, the image. I don't know. Um, Shauna hmm. Thornton. I still laugh at the death of FDR. Fuck that guy. Also <laughs> fuck the tube for censoring my use of the F word. I got you, Shauna. Um, Spivey Spy says John McCain with an eye patch is a damn neocon. I was on team Crenshaw, but he supports the TAPS Act which is basically red flag laws and then some shall not be infringed upon. I'm with you, bro. Hmm. Bro. Oh God. I hate myself. <laughs> uh, not today. Blonde Hassan. and Matt. Call him Hassan. I know, right? Uh, Blonde and Matt. Did either of you catch Nick Fuentes interview on slightly offensive channel last week? It was phenomenal and ridiculously oh, no. entertaining. If I'm not, sure it probably was. Yeah. Either of you have a read on Nick. I don't know Nick personally. I, I've heard a little bit of what he's done and he seems like a clever, funny guy, but I don't, I don't know much about him. I know that he's, yeah. he's ripped you before. Or at No, least... I think, I actually think he just said he didn't know who I was and that I was an e-girl. Yeah, I'm sure Which he's... technically is true. Sort so of. I, I can't Fair follow that. Um, Polaris 589. Not we like went... that kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or the deer or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Or the, yeah. The, Polaris 589, we went to a gun range the day after the International Conference on Men's Issues. Dankula came with, and oh, I filmed awesome. him firing a scar-chambered in 762. Sweet. Okay. Awesome. Nice. I, I would I like okay. to see that footage. Uh, Kevin, yes, Matt, and they who did 9-11 can come here and run our media, our banks, our universities, <sighs> and our legal system. We don't know who you're talking about. Kevin. Um, whoa, bros is blonde. Are you excited for the new tool album? I'm so glad somebody asked me about this so I can jammer about this for like two seconds. So the new album that's coming out, they've released the single and I gotta say at first I kind of liked it, but now I think it's kind of pretentious. And so I'm a hmm. little worried, but, um, I think we only have what, like six days until it comes out. Yes, I am excited. Uh, Real Reasons, uh, Crenshaw is a neocon elitist. He wants firearms for spec ops, warhawks only. Uh, reincarnation of the douche bacana with sticks, arm everyone, felons, and pedal dues. Wait, what? Pedos will be dealt with quickly. <laughs> it says pedal dues. <laughs> I'm sure that's some YouTube autocorrect or something like that. Uh, das Pooch, as obnoxious and wrong as Hassan is about 9-11, it's, he, uh, it's, he's not wrong about our support for Saudi Arabia today and bin Laden. And his Mujahideen decades back. Is that what that's supposed to say? Mujahideen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mujahideen. Is that? No, it's spelled incorrectly. 
um, see the entire plot of Rambo three lol. Come on. Hmm. I don't know that much about it, but yeah, I mean, if, if the general premise of what he's saying is true, I, I just don't know the history and what we continue to do with our alliance with Saudi Arabia. But yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're providing arms that are ending up in the hands of people who hate this country and use it to harm this country, yeah, that sucks. And I could agree with that premise. Uh, I just don't know that much about it. CG says, don't be a cuck blonde. Let the hate flow through you. Remove kebab. <laughs> But let those stoke those flames own. It's God's chosen. If God's chosen, can, can I read? Can answer to God? And thank you for coming back. I can't read that. No roaming millennial stuff. God, you guys. Why? What, what, is the, what is the love with going after her? I know. She's so sweet and beautiful and pure. And everybody leave her alone. Okay? <laughs> leave her alone. You heard. You heard from Blonde Fuhrer by decree. Um, drinking is high school and that chick. Though. Kevin Flanagan. I completely disavow these hate stories. Drinking is high school and that chick without a male chaperone at Universal completely degenerate. <laughs> that was very uh, wholesome. Thank you. I know. I had to read it twice to make sure that there wasn't so some undertone. Polaris 589. Whites can't handle spicy food. Non-whites can't handle spicy jokes. <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> Fair enough. Adolfo Hitlero. And it's Hitler with like a little curly mustache and a sombrero. Oh, that's cool. Matt and my Argentinian cousin once made love under the South American starlight. After my cousin finished inside, he flew off towards Antarctica, never to return. This is what I do for a living. I sacrificed a financial job in government so I could read. And it's not at all like Rose McGowan or Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> We're much better, We're so much better, better people than both of them. Yeah. I have no self-awareness. Lore Seeker 66. Um, learn history. The purpose of the First Crusade was to repel the Islamic invasion of Europe. The Muslims never stayed in their own play box. I still don't agree with him, but your statement is ignorant. I suppose, uh, but, but then true, again, yeah. there is, there's a proximity element there too. I don't know that the, that the ocean is going to be crossed or that all of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying I guarantee that I'm correct. All I'm saying is I am unsatisfied with the success or lack thereof of our current interventionist strategy. And I, when it, when something is not working particularly well in that even that's debatable. There's an argument to be made that now, since mostly leaving ISIS alone, for example, their power has or, or withdrawing and, and leaving them more alone than we used to, that their power is on the rise again. And perhaps we'll see more attacks in Europe or even the United States accordingly. I don't know that I'm 100 percent right. I'm just saying I'm not satisfied with the status quo. I think, God, going on two yeah. decades of war. Uh, yeah. combating it in Afghanistan and Afghanistan is still mostly the same opium fields and caves and goats that it has been for all time, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. And you know, we're allowed to let our opinions about this evolve. We might be saying something different in a year or in five years, but right now I'm taking a more nuanced approach to understanding Islamic culture than I And did I'm trying to hang on ago. to Dan Crenshaw, man. I'm not throwing him under that bus. I'm trying to hold on to him. That's, that's my, that's my hope. Uh, not today says everyone's freaking out about kids these days and their hate speech, but it's important to remember that according to the FBI stats, only 13% of zoomers are responsible for over 50% of the edgy memes. Oh my God. <laughs> That Man. one, I that love one you guys. was a hateful one. Uh, Seth Hagler, another week, another miss show, but I'll be able to catch the call in. At least, thank God, got to make the money to give it to y'all. As good a cause as any, thank you. Well, thanks. We appreciate it. And uh, yes, reminder that the call in show does return on Wednesday after yep. last week's absence. And I won't be falling asleep this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Seth Hagler, and oh, I just read that one. A mandatory carry lieutenant, Christopher Paul Hassan, the Coastie 
uh, PB's one bigly in Portland at work. Can't stay. Hashtag fix bayonets. Hashtag keep fighting. Well, you're going to have your home rated now. Yeah, definitely. For that edgy uh, super chat. All of you are just by virtue of being in the super chat. Kevin Flanagan, the FBI is outside your house right now. How have they not so, gotten to him yet? I don't know. I'm surprised. Um, it's because he didn't try to buy a, a high capacity magazine across <laughs> state lines. Yeah, yeah. not yet. Um, Polaris 589. So are we going to be put on a list if we ever use the word, uh, the words alphabet boys or boogaloo? There were reports Is that a that, racial slur? No, it's uh, it's referring to basically like civil war. That's, what am that's, I thinking of? I don't know. But there were okay. reports that the term boogaloo was banned on Instagram, although that seems incorrect. Boogaloo I guess. is not a racial. Are you sure? No, it's referring to like civil war. It's referring to when people say boogaloo win. They're saying like, well, let's get oh. this over with. Let's let's. All right. They oh, want civil war. Jigaboo. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> ah, yeah. Don't 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 confuse your slurs. That is yeah, a I, that's a racial slur that we've actually talked about on the show that I had never heard. I actually I don't know that I've heard that frequently. I don't know what it what it means. Yeah. Uh we're banned. It's over. Sorcy says, uh Matt, my windshield didn't make the hoax hate. Oh yeah. So he sent me an image of his uh, uh he got a rock chip in his windshield. I presume he, I don't know. Uh I, I think it's he. And uh the 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 crack from the rock was a better swastika than a lot of the hoax hate swastikas that we've seen. The right angles were very precise. So I hope when you, well, maybe if you take it to a safe light and say that a Nazi did it to you, maybe they'll simplify they'll believe and you. cover it for free, or maybe your insurance will cover it. <laughs> Kevin Flanagan, I called you a communist because you are a communist. You queer boomer golem. <laughs> Who does that apply to? Clearly you. I'm a queer boomer golem. I don't know what All that right, means. Fair, Is that a racial enough. slur? I don't know. I don't even know. We have to assume that everything is a subtle racial slur in the super chat. I know. Even that wholesome one I had to read like three times before I read uh, P Harv, you guys are out of the loop of the, on the, on the meme gun confiscation situation. There's a hmm. gun it meme from Reddit. It's tongue in cheek first amendment jokes. Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm not familiar with that, but how does that apply to this particular case? Is it relevant to this particular case? I guess so. That's what he's saying. Um, hmm. We're the new boomers. That's what's happened here. <laughs> We're getting there. Uh, Texan Devil Dog, welcome back. Blonde question for you: um, If you had a catchphrase, what would it be? Uh, I mean, mine. We ha we have shirts. It's zero to execution. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, mine would have to be something due process related, Ugh, but I, I don't know how catchy that could possibly be. Let me know in the live chat. Maybe we have some some. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I liked uh, I liked the people who built those walls in in Melbourne. Never. My wall said something like, uh, don't come in or we'll be forced to give you due process. Uh, <laughs> do what I say or I'll be forced to give you due process. Something like that. Go oh, I guess G's like is yours. G's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously. Good call. Uh, and we do have a shirt of that, too. How foolish of me to. Yeah. Linked in the description if you'd like to pick one up. Uh, PR yeah. Brandenburg versus Ohio, the Ohio, uh, set the line for freedom of speech at a call for imminent lawless action with a defined individual or a group of individuals and a yep. period. Right. Which means the coast guard situation would, uh, the coast guard guy would also not, uh, no, a list out. of names would not be sufficient right. under Brandenburg. Yeah. Um, Dan Irish says, lol, get mad nerds. <laughs> yeah. I, you know. James Ross. A lot of nerds are mad on this show, whether it's Hassan Piker or me. 
Yep. Uh, is it yeah. me or does Mrs. Biden look like Alice Cooper? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I guess so. Yeah, kind of. P Harp says the gag with the memes is that you're prepared for violence from the state at a vague, unexpected period in the future. Yeah, sure. And you will defend yourself and usually uses the ATF as the big bad wolf. Ah. Yeah. The, the, the theme even of the humor being defense as opposed to uh, attack. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, how, how can, how can a defensive themed meme be a threat to attack? I, I don't know how that's possible. Um, Wang Chaco, there has to be a hoax hate of the year competition, <laughs> at least a top 10, if not a full bracketed tournament. That's a good idea. Well, uh, since, since we do have the clips channel now, it'd be easier to get an accounting of them. We could do a recap. I don't know about a f full bracketed tournament would be a lot, but maybe we could do a top three or something. Um, PR says it's just stock libertarian humor, but it doesn't fulfill the requirement for imminent lawless action. Whoever called sure. in did it to weaponize PD to punish someone they disagree with. It's obvious. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you. And the question is who called it in too? Cause normally under these red flag laws, it has to, it has to be someone closely related. Can't just be a rando. Yeah. But I, I, I hadn't seen who actually did that. Okay, not today. Says I think it's time we all admit that Tucker Carlson's handle on this channel is Kevin Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, at least if Carlos Maza is right. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw that news while you were out, but Carlos Maza is out at Vox. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, unclear if he was fired or he's leaving. But He's you just know. too much of a lispy queer. So they <laughs> that's, that's what they said in his yeah. formal... Uh, it was in his severance. severance. Yeah. yeah. Um, the reality lobster, welcome back, blonde. You can hide Kevin's face online, but won't you recognize your mom's voice when he <laughs> calls in? Also, what is your early take for Super Bowl teams? I don't know. The Rams. Uh, that's not a bad pick, to be honest. Yeah, go with that. I'll, I'll, I'll follow you on that one. We'll say the Rams. It's like the only team I know because I'm from St. Louis. But they're not even in St. Louis anymore. Oh, that's right. They're in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anjum Beery says request blonde's version of Skylar Turden. Matt remembers that night in the Chevy. Uh, well, Skylar Turden being Steven Crowder's progressive douchebag character, basically. I, I, I don't know the rest of the references. So I guess you can't impersonate if you don't know the, the character, right? I don't know. You got um, her stumped. I'm sorry. Uh, Supreme Horizon. I think this was the douchey one. So the police shouldn't have the best training and equipment as they can to do their jobs. Thanks for clearing that up and calling me a douche. <laughs> That's such a dishonest way to interpret it. That's such I a. I know. Uh, why well, thanks for you... proving to me that you seem like a douche. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, so the police shouldn't have the best training and equipment. Yeah, that's what I said. That's, that's definitely what I said, dude. That's a, that's a direct quote. I, I don't need to respond to that. It's ridiculous. This is a boomer take. So um, you want to raid the homes personally, dude, you go right ahead. Go raid the homes constitutionally. I want to see it happen. <laughs> uh, get, get mad. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> Tempest says point of personal privilege, point of personal privilege. Blonde fears catchphrase should be, I'm taking a more nuanced approach. I have said that like four times on this show today. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Yeah. Nick Sky says, longtime listener, first time super, super chat. Matt and I once made love while listening to my new album, Happy and Sad by Nick Sky, which is available mm. on all streaming platforms. Shameless plug. <laughs> Boo! I don't uh, give a fuck. No, I'm sure it's very good. Thanks for supporting the show. No, we're good. We're, we're, that's oh, awesome. okay. That's it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> 
Real quick over on Streamlabs. Uh, I love you, Blonde, no homo, and appreciate you making Sunday nights so much more enjoyable. Oh, oh Blonde and you, myself included. Well, thank oh. you. That from James we'll Royce. Renicus says, Hillary is pear-shaped to contain all the evil that they could get into that android. Also, talking about Islamists, the first war the U.S. had was against the Islamic world, and the West has been in conflict since the original caliphate. There is no peace. Yeah, there may be some truth to that. I'm not I'm not denying the fact that they definitely hate us and would like us to go away. Uh, I just, you know, I, I wonder if they'll war with each other instead of us. That's that's what I wonder. Al, Al uh, Sahim, for a good video on suicide bombing and the motivations of the terrorists, see Sargon's Suicide Bombings in Islam, an apologist's guide. It's a takedown of the laughable views of Hassan Piker, Mars openly... Mar has openly defended pedos. Screw his moral judgment. Well, wasn't he? Hasn't he been implicated in some kind of pedophilia crap before? Who? I can't remember. Bill Mar. Maybe know. not. Maybe he just banged Dan Coulter, and I confused. Those I don't remember up. any pedophilia. I should. Uh, well, then I There's guess I have, to, I have to retract my statement. I should not throw things around so flippantly. If I, in <laughs> isn't fact, isn't he a pedophile? <laughs> isn't he some kind of pedo? No, that was probably unfair of me. I shouldn't have said that. My apologies. Who knows? Maybe you're right. Redicus says, if you want to lose faith in the psychiatric profession, look up the Rosenhan experiment where patients were instructed to tell the psychiatrist that they heard a tick and only that and diagnosed with schizophrenia and put on a no-fly list. So I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not inclined to put our rights in the hands of psychiatrists either. And last one says my wife farted John Ward through Crenshaw under the bus, something serious today in some tweets. I love and trust John, but it was a bit, bit much. He spoke about Crenshaw being a fraud, his dad, an oil tycoon type and a multimillionaire. What say you? Well, I don't know that his dad, uh, his dad was a, a petroleum engineer. I believe, I don't know that that's at least I'm not aware of any reason why that would discredit Dan oh. Crenshaw. I, like I said, as I'll recap, I admired Dan Crenshaw's service. I think he's right on most things and where he's wrong. I think, at least in my opinion, I think he's willing to hear the counter arguments and be considerate and uh, reasonable in addressing them. I don't understand why uh, he appears to be caving on fundamental constitutional issues that by his own description motivate him to fight on behalf right. of his country. But I, I do have faith in him to maybe come around on these things. So I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to shit on him just yet. Uh, it's high time to shit all over him. <laughs> OK, well, you can do that. I will. Thank you can you. shit right in that eye hole where it <laughs> belongs. <laughs> Are you done? Because I yeah. still have a few more. OK, well, all and right. then a story to tell everybody that I thought. OK, was really it's 830. Gonna, we, we we're going long, I guess. All right. Um, so this is from Tom Aceves. Blonde, you make Matt look more blonde. At least that's what my wife said to me after confusing Matt for Vincent James from Red Elephants a couple of weeks ago. They do kind of uh, look alike. Do we? Hmm. A little bit. Um, doesn't matter, says to all the lurkers, Sargon, Karen, and Sticks, get off the fence and get on the show, please. Same goes for you, Dave Cullen. Well, it I is about all of them. it is about Sticks time, and um, and to the others, of course, they are invited. And without spoiling anything, perhaps you may see some of them sometime soon. But I can't say anything That's a because that is, of course, plug. up to them. Up to them. <laughs> Looking at you. Yeah, of course. So here's my story. Yeah. I thought this was so funny and worth mentioning. So I'm. Um, I'm in like Prague or something like that. And like, I get on Gab and somebody's like, Paul's talking about you. So they linked me like this 4chan thread about me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all about like 
how um, like I'm race mixing and stuff and like I'm, I'm married to an Asian guy. Hmm. And so they link this, <laughs> they link okay. this picture from this girl who doesn't work in politics at all. She's a huge channel. Her, her name's Taylor R. She has like 2 million subs. She just talks about fashion and other stuff and pictures. And then everybody's talking about how like this is proof that I've married a, a Chinese guy. And then I see somebody saying like face blindness is a literal sign of autism. And so I realized that all of these people on poll actually think that I'm this other girl that really looks nothing like me. Weird. I think it's and, actual And this autism. many people are like, are motivated to dig up who's married to another race. Well, she talks about, she lives in Hong Kong. She talks about, oh. um, so it's, it's like a feature of her channel or something. Yeah. But oh. it's, it's clearly not me. Like she's blonde and stuff, but like, and it, it was enough to convince a ton of people on 4chan that well, I, how many are we talking like five people or a lot more? I don't know. I mean, the thread was about this. Hmm. Uh, so I just thought that was really funny. Do you know if that's actually true that face blindness is a is a real quality in autism? I have no idea. That's huh. outside my wheelhouse. Anyway, apparently I thought the story was way funnier than it actually. <laughs> well, you definitely earned. Uh, where's my Where's my Yeah, here we go. You You earned a great, great story. story. Thank you. Compelling and rich. <gasps> Anything else? Let me reload this really quick and make sure that I got all of them. Uh, doesn't matter was the last one. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Uh, thanks to uh, Darth Jones, Jubilium, and uh, Paul Dog for supporting the show over on D Live. Appreciate it very much, guys. Hey, uh, glad you guys are back. Uh, put up with uh, you know us us trying to ta- pull together a show last week without Blonde, and we appreciate you coming back. Uh, when Blonde's here as well, and thanks for hanging out with us tonight and keeping us in touch with the facts that maybe we missed. I don't know. I got to see this Antifa and Proud Boys footage, so hopefully someone will send that to me. If you're looking for more of the show, uh, and of course, who isn't? Fantastic show, the best. Catch up, uh, catch up with the Colin show and some other stuff that's not on YouTube uh, over on the audio platforms. Those are uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked in the description as well as the website. Speaking of the website, anything you want uh, related to this show, you can find it at mattchristensenmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, of course, because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is beauty and the beta have a great night everybody appreciate it bye guys Yeah.